0: Welcome to the first dispatch of 2021 and thank you for joining us as we enter a new and hopefully better year. If you'd like to support us, please head on over to patreon.com/duckfeedtv. Thank you. gary butterfield
1: my name is cole ross
0: and you're listening to watch out for fireballs dispatch our monthly show where we uh answer your questions read your responses to this month's games and talk about uh march's games mm-hmm. talk about the month after next
1: yeah saving that for the end here starting a brand Tea. new year oh so coy. we're just little te- boys. We're little teases aren't we yes.
0: 2021 koi boys mm-hmm. calendar. Yeah. Every other month is me. Every other month is you.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Will's on a leap day.
1: <laughs> it's the, just the one. It's not even a yeah. leap year.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. This is a tiny little picture in picture. Yep. Uh, for him mm. on February 29th.
1: He's, he's just reflected in all of our eyes. Uh, both our oh, eyes sure. because he's one to one taking the picture.
0: hmm Yeah. Or or just watching the picture be taken. Oh, of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But um, let's get into it, because we got uh, we got some stuff.
0: Yeah, spicy. Mm-hmm. Let's do. Um, I'll get us started here. Okay. Uh, Eric asks, uh, ever since I first beat A Link to the Past about 27 years ago, I wished I could take a post-game trip around Hyrule to see what it'd be like without a catastrophe looming in the background. Are there any game worlds that you two would like to wander around in after you save them? Uh, this is a generic answer. It's something I've said before. Mm-hmm. I always think, I've always thought that it would be a very brave ending for a Souls game to show the world better. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: like when you relight the fire, that's what you're doing is buying some time, mm-hmm. uh, and just like you know, what if if like some measure of civilization came back just to pan across. You know, the Undead Berg, and there are people living there instead of mm-hmm. there being like six sentient people. Right. Uh, in the entire, in the entire <laughs> universe.
1: Instead of people pounding their head against walls, there are blacksmiths pounding. Um, wait, no, uh, know, Undead Berg already has a blacksmith pounding on yeah. swords.
0: <laughs> what they're pounding their heads against criminals mm? in a court of law? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Holocop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: which i guess that's just the blue sentinels but anyway yeah. <laughs> uh i think uh, i think dishonored would be cool uh, oh sure kind of like do like a you know like a 10 years later kind of thing like after the plague is abated, you know just kind of see just, what that so you know especially those towns and stuff look like Karnaka would be pretty fun to go around
0: especially if you still had the same moveset and everything mm-hmm. like th- those games would work perfectly as just like i'm a stealthy create my own chaos guy and there's no real goal. I just yeah. break into apartments to yeah. eat their I'm. I'm eating all
1: of your grapes and slimy eels. Yeah, slimy yeah. bagged eels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be my answer. Um, Isaac writes, recently there have been a few older games that have miraculously received full localizations uh, and come out in the West for the first time. Uh, do you have any dream games uh, that you would like to see receive an official translation
0: um i don't know i think it'd be cool for shadow tower 2 mm-hmm. to be available um i think that uh it would be i would like to play the psp kingsfield games yes um that came out i know i've, I've been rough from soft for these last couple but Uh, It's hard for me to think of something else because a lot of these have either have like really good fan translations or have been officially translated. I don't have a lot of like lost games that I read about. (laughs) Right. You know, that that haven't gotten the treatment.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. For for a lot of these, I would just kind of want them to be available, like widely available for people to buy officially in a way that maybe supported the translators or supported, you know, the developers in some way. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, in terms of like games that I... That, that i feel like i'm missing out on i don't have any i don't have any answer at the top of my head because a bunch of that cool stuff has already been done like sweet home recently streamed that that game still owns you know yeah. and it was very aptly fans uh, fan translated
0: right there's a uh, tv show that's not an adaptation of that
1: yeah it is um it's like an adaptation of a um of a, of a web comic, I think. Yeah, called it's Sweet hugely Home.
0: disappointing. I know, right? Like, I was like, "Oh, cool adaptation decay material." Mm-hmm. Like, nope, that'd be really fun, but no. Yeah, to no,
1: there, there was a lot of confusion about
0: that when I streamed it. Adaptation of a web comic. Come on, a fucking curse sentence. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, I good, mean, Good
1: lord, that was bound to happen. I mean, you know, television shows based on mangas and comics and stuff come out like.
0: Yeah, this movie is based on a series of webisodes that were included in a <laughs> DVD.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they were real media files that you could download <laughs> off of line
0: yeah. <laughs> This is based on a, a series of lost UMDs. This is based on a series of hit clips voice samples. <laughs> <laughs> that were outtakes from... oh
1: god i wish that there was a way to like record stuff onto a hit clips
0: and put it out there in oh, tell sure. a story that
1: way like, that's like a geocache like, kind of thing yeah yeah hit clips, hit, like hit clips <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what, what, who has yeah. any fucking idea what we're talking about when we talk about hit clips? <laughs> like
0: the, the couple people in the slack who brought up hit clips and oh, reminded okay. me of them this week okay all
1: right because um, i forgot about hit clips it,
0: for people who don't know it's like a little tiny uh walkman that only plays uh like a 30 a minute second of a song. loop of a song <laughs> yeah. yeah like you you put in the you, it's from tiger uh-huh. uh the same people who made the the game com and the r zone uh and you uh it just plays like it's like if i just want to listen to one mm-hmm. verse of one course of i'm a believer from smash mouth and that's it i have this <laughs> tiny little walkman and this tiny little like chip that do i put you, in to listen to that do, do
1: you think his singles are too are too sensible <laughs> yeah,
0: and they're too big. Or, yeah. or it's it's very similar to those um those GBA games that are just one episode of SpongeBob. Oh,
1: those had like three episodes of SpongeBob. Three of. episodes? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. people, who little kids loved those fucking things when I when I worked at GameStop. They would just like they're the, wild. The, yeah, they, they they would their parents would buy them, then they would bring them back in, and then um uh, they'd trade them in, and a roughly identical, you know, five year old would come in and uh, buy them a little bit later.
0: Did did you consider perhaps that you were trapped in the Matrix? Maybe and that's why an identical five year old came through.
1: Yeah, it's possible. I'm, uh, most little kids look the same to me.
0: That's true. Yeah, kids need to wear different hats or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcus says, uh, "What games are great but aren't necessarily fun?" Uh, tangentially, what makes us want to play games that we know aren't going to be fun, or at the very least, uh, will add stress to our lives rather than take it away. Um, I feel like we talked about this a little bit, but just yeah. kind of briefly, um, you know, that's the same reason why people watch movies that aren't fun and mm-hmm. read books that aren't fun. Yeah. You know, it's it's y- you want like a variety of experiences. There's no reason for games to to be different. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, I just like listen to an audiobook about the Holocaust. It wasn't super fun. Yeah. Um, you know, th- there's only so much like textile, you know. Uh, blankets made of human hair that you can you can uh, hear about mm-hmm. and be like this is a romping good time. Yeah, uh, but it still elicits an emotion, and like people go co- go to art for a wide variety of, of mm-hmm. emotions, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, they can be edifying in different ways, and I think that games are very good at bundling up experiences that you might not otherwise have. Like mm-hmm. you know, I think that this was kind of the thesis for for our entire episode about pathologic right was yes. that this it, you know is incredibly good at giving you the feeling of being oppressed and constantly on the edge of death and always behind the eight ball both yeah. in the both in the story like end in the play like cart life and, is a miserable thing to play but i think it's an amazing game
0: yeah papers please yeah you know really stressful um there's also uh, a more common version of this is being lost uh that's yeah. something people go to games for frequently and mm-hmm. some people find that really stressful Mm-hmm. you know but like you you plop down in the middle of stalker yeah or something and it's like well, i don't really know where to go and this whole world is really hostile mm-hmm. and i am just in the middle of it
1: yeah well and also like who's to say that that's not fun like we just had a little twitter back and forth i had, i had highlighted the fact that death stranding was on sale for a mm-hmm. uh, good price uh and people you know that's a very divisive game anytime you bring up kojima stuff it's going to start a conversation mostly it's with like... me
0: like i <laughs> is, is, is what you mean like i just i'm one of those no. guys who searches twitter now
1: <laughs> it, no but i mean just like you, you you saw a few of the responses people saying like well people tagged I, me
0: <laughs> I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I just, just want to make it, it like just the, we had a twitter back and forth i tried to talk about this game just made it sound like i was just like on on coal patrol
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes you you were you were, t- you were tagged in. No, this happens even, yeah. even when I don't. Um you were tagged in because people are like, "Hey, you know, is this a, you know, is this is this going to be a waff?" Uh oh, pro- probably not. I like the game, but you know, uh regardless, I think that game is fun. Uh a lot of mm-hmm. people uh do not find it to be fun, and it's difficult to describe exactly why this thing is fun in a way that makes it sound like you are not like, let's say weirdly virtue signaling about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yes I like this weird thing uh no, I don't just like it because it's weird there is a joy to be found in like getting around in this and the stealth is good etc., etc um but yeah so to say like oh this is not fun it's not entirely accurate it is fun in a way that is polarizing and and difficult to convey
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, flashbacks to me trying to describe harvest moon yes to, you know my mom mm-hmm. you know like why would you want to do that well y- you know mm-hmm. It's. It is a kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, that's not how I said it to her. And <laughs> suddenly turned into the most, world's most precocious, like, thirteen year old. Well, well, mother, let's go it, back it to our first
1: principles here.
0: <laughs> yeah, mother, let's define terms. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh uh, man. So, yeah, I think you go. Uh, you, you go to a non-quote unquote non-fun game because uh, there are different nutrients that sustain the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Matthew writes, uh, Hey guys, you may have discussed this before, but cinematic games, uh, what in your opinion are good examples or bad examples of the more cinematic side of gaming? Uh, do you think that there's room for more cinematic games in general, or do you think it's more of a triple a developer fad? I
0: don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh t- typically this is not my favorite thing in games. There are ones I like, but there, <laughs> they tend to be the exceptions. Yeah. Um, you know, there are definitely cinematic moments in games that are not largely cinematic that I think are really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a general sense, I don't like games trying to be movies uh, very much. Um, and again, like, you know, we're doing The Last of Us uh, this month mm-hmm. or next month. And that's a cinematic game that I like mm-hmm. quite a bit. There are exceptions. But generally, I don't know if I think it's a fad or not, but it's usually not to my taste. Um, and the bad examples are like David Cage games. Yeah. Um, or... Uh, you know uh things things where it's just uh barely interactive, you know yeah. like the uh the, the non last of us, you know like the <laughs> uncarded games are have a fun to them uh-huh. uh i've I played the first one a little bit mm-hmm. semi recently uh weirdly enough, just because I was like wild hair uh and yeah. realized I had it uh-huh. um and the uh it's cool, like it's okay, it's mm-hmm. kind of a fun little like romp, but you have to be in a real romp mode,
1: yeah, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. do I want to romp
1: dust dost thou want to want do to romp, romp. Do <laughs> <host> romp. <laughs> yeah it's definitely the resource conservation and privation that make the last of us into a more engaging uh kind of kind of deal right
0: yeah and the bleakitude
1: well yes of course yeah, yeah. um i you know i thought i would go you know on to say like i really need to get like until dawn onto the docket uh this year Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like and, and other stuff by Supermassive. Like, I have had fun and enjoyed both Man of Medan and A Little Hope. Uh, both of those mm-hmm. are real cool, short little uh, cinematic experiences that are like David Cage stuff, but are entirely genre pieces that um, are really fast and keep you in control of everything most of the time. Um, and, mm-hmm. like, it is cinematic insofar as your performance in the little action sequences and QTE stuff uh will like greatly diverge the story of like who dies and who lives and you know who dies when right
0: yeah um, i mean D- david cage sucks not because necessarily cuz he's cinematic but it's because mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to do it and he's really bad at telling stories yeah
1: the until dawn people are better at it um i think yeah. by by i think just aiming a little bit lower <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah know? uh i think i think that it benefits by being straight pots and all of those ones that i mentioned are straight up horror things right mm-hmm. you know like they've got different twists to them but ultimately you know just horror stuff and that's fine um also like is cinematic stuff i would say like the yakuza games are pretty uh pretty cinematic insofar as they are like playing and watching a um a crime movie and that's a thing that i really enjoy about them you know, yeah, thinking yeah those,
0: about, those end up being better than than they have any rights to be yes for being how like cut scene and exposition heavy they are mm-hmm.
1: yeah because like they're cool gangster stories you know <laughs> and that mm-hmm. works
0: yeah so the the qual a big reason why cinematic games like sometimes blow uh is because they wouldn't they'd be like shitty movies they're not mm-hmm. really good stories yeah you know uh not that's not the only reason Um, but it is a big reason Mm -hmm. why there is like a general ineptitude yeah different skill sets you're
1: trying to be this thing Um, but you're really bad at being that other thing that that is not a game and also the game part suffers
0: yeah yeah and and making a story for a 40-hour game is so different Mm -hmm. than making a story for a movie um even like a 12-hour game is so different different skills so entirely different skills yeah, uh, Robert says, "Hey guys, uh, I've been replaying the entire Breath of Fire series this year. Being twenty to twenty five, twenty to twenty five year old RPGs, they have their ups and downs. But upon revisiting the fifth entry, Dragon Quarter on PS2." Uh, I've cracked into something special. When it was current, I was initially put off by what a departure from the rest of the series it was. With a bit of distance, I've realized its intricate mix of narrative RPG, tactics, survival horror, and roguelike hold up as an incredibly fresh and compelling experience, making it all the more tragic that the series promptly died after its release. Want to ask you if you had any favorite black sheep entries in a series, a title that subverted its franchise legacy to keep interest uh, to interesting ends. Conversely, do you have a least favorite black sheep? Thanks for another <laughs> excellent year of podcast and have a wonderful winter holiday. I hope twenty twenty one is better for all of us. Uh, I also uh, hope that.
1: Yeah, I also hope to. Uh, we started yep. behind, uh, but there's <laughs> still there's still time. Um, yeah. Dragon Quarter owns bones. I picked that up at a convention recently, intending to replay it, uh, and then I did by
0: recently more than a year ago.
1: <laughs> yes, there we so, go. Yes, yes. <laughs> by recently I mean likely three years ago. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh black sheep i you know i th- there was a recent episode what was what was the episode where we talked about? no it was dragon age 2, dragon age where, two? where it's like ah yes Nerd i want isn't. to i want to i want to protect this injured baby bird that is the 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 entry in this series that people don't like like it's the part of me that reflexively comes to the defense of silent hill 4 even though like sure. that game has really drastic problems in its back half
0: yeah yeah uh, my big examples of this are always uh, Zelda two and Castlevania two mm-hmm. Mario two uh, our games are Mario two like mm-hmm. all the Nintendo twos um, yeah. I like all those quite a bit oftentimes <laughs> not always more than the threes or mm-hmm. at least as much as the threes Yeah. Um, you know I like Mario two as much as I like Mario three yeah uh, easy uh, Zelda two I don't like as much as link to the past but Castlevania is close mm-hmm. like I really like I have such fond memories of Castlevania two I haven't played it in forever mm-hmm. so you know if you're just like yeah play it again it fucking sucks you're probably <laughs> right i don't know if i have the patience for it i would be interested to find out mm-hmm. um so yeah those are those are really uh like really you know big ones that I like quite a bit and then in terms of like least favorite black sheeps that's harder yeah uh you know for me um so yeah i don't know
1: yeah like that 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 kid get, that gets into like games that are actually like both black sheep and also accepted so they're 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 considered to be black sheep because they're bad so that would just be us saying oh this bad game is actually bad
0: it's actually pretty rough you know Deus Ex yeah. the fall right yeah you know like that's that's a black sheep and that fucking sucks <laughs> oh uh metal gear acid oh that's something that i really like that's a a spinoff but i like that game a lot yeah yeah um that's a that's a black sheep i don't know if if people don't like that but nobody talks about it
1: yeah i mean it it was it was an early game on the psp and that's not a system that people talk about a lot over here yeah yeah uh so i don't know if i can answer the second part of that question um but we've given her canonical Deus (laughs)
0: Ex: the fall (laughs) i assure you it's not it's not worth it so (laughs)
1: uh mark writes i've been playing through and really enjoying ghost of tsushima recently but what drives me nuts is that there's no lock-on in that game that really turned me off of horizon zero dawn too. but my love for old samurai movies uh kept me going through tsushima uh, i kind of thought that lock-on in 3d action games was one of those settled laws of gaming ever since ocarina of time but i guess not can you think of any other games where settled mechanics of a genre got flouted and and it still worked for you?
0: Um, Yeah, I, I'm sure there are lots of examples. It's hard for me to think of one on the spot. Yes. Um, lack of lock-on is a big one. Um, right now, I am currently experiencing mild frictions from not being able to skip the recap of Outer Wilds when you die. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like skipping a, a cutscene that happens with that frequency mm-hmm. is, is solved meta. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we we know you should be able to do that, and I don't know why they yeah. not do that.
1: Uh, games that um, like autosave uh, for any oh, particular sure. reason. Like uh, recently, just been dipping my toes into Paradise Killer. That is a game that you have to go save manually, and it fucks me up every time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Manual saving is really rough.
1: Yeah, not that that's a um, game where and, you're in a lot of danger, but you know, if you think like, okay, it makes you think twice about closing the game on your Switch.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and the uh, you know. I can go, I can play an old game and just go into the mode. Yeah, yeah. You know, and be like, okay, this is now, I need this discipline. But if it's a new game, you do make certain assumptions mm-hmm. uh, for it. Yeah. That end up, uh, so those are, you know, good examples that, that I have. I do get frustrated by lack of lock-on a lot of the time as well. Yeah. Um, or shitty lock-on.
1: Yeah, shitty lock-on you know. at the Grand Theft Auto Vice City.
0: Yeah, is really rough stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Matthew says, uh, hey fellas, I'm in the middle of a long hey play for Hey fellas, <laughs> no, no, that, that is, that is, I got the hey guys, but not the yeah. uh, hey
1: fellas. <laughs> We're gonna do hey 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 guys. We're gonna do hey guys. Is Greg? We got to do hey fellas. Is yeah. Pete? Come on.
0: Hey, fellas. Uh, I'm in the middle of a long playthrough of X4, a massive open space sci-fi game that has almost no story, complex missions, or character interaction, but is exactly what I've always wanted from a sci-fi game to the point where I'd almost say it's my ideal video game. My question is, do you have any games that you've played that come to mind when you think of what your ideal uh, genre slash game would be? Have you finally played that game and felt like it was made just for you? Thanks for all the amazing work you guys do and all the content you make.
1: Um, Frostpunk was pretty close to that for me, actually. Yeah, that's a really good one. Felt like a, felt like an extra special treat just for Cole. Yeah. You know, uh, with its city, city management stuff uh, mixed with, like, cool little short stories and, uh, like, fun little emergent situations that are built into it. Depression. Um, I, I, yeah, 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 you know, of course the depression. Um I need to play the I and I never finished the last autumn and there's a whole other scenario that I haven't done. But I need to mm. like do a ramp up back into Frostpunk in order to get those. And uh I don't know, man. It's pretty <laughs> it's pretty dangerous. <laughs> pretty dangerous yeah. to get me back on that horse, dude.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's my job as your friend to keep you off of horse. Um, that horse, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I, I thought you were changing the subject. No, um, yeah. enough going on, man. Um, <laughs> the, the uh, uh, yeah, I am. Um, the uh, Disco Elysium is really close to my ideal game. Yeah, it's not no. something I can. read. It's not perpetual, but everything mm-hmm. that does, I absolutely love. Yeah, uh, Divinity Original Sin Two is also. Like, I am, you know, really looking forward to replaying that at some point, mm-hmm. um, just trying different builds and everything. And the the tactical uh, kind of freedom of approach um, to those combats is really, really special to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So yeah, those are those are pretty close. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'd say Frostpunk right now. Like there, there are things that like fall pretty close to the wheel to to the wheelhouse, but it's like particular eccentricities um, that I that I tend to enjoy. Well, I, like the uh, I never realized how much I liked the, the the Age of Discovery and old boats until we did uh, Uncharted yeah, tall ships. Uncharted Waters. Yeah, the Tall Ships and uh, and yeah. in the same quarter. You know,
0: do you think the the, the fact that I uh, have been listening almost entirely to like audiobooks about history and world war ii means that i no longer can tease you about dadness like did Mm. i bypass your 20 year old grandpa-ness no now that i'm like into like old wars and learning about i mean like the holocaust and world war ii and stuff
1: i mean i'm into those things too so we can just make fun of each other for liking that stuff but i think that that's Mm -hmm. a i think that's just something we all and most of us will fall into at some point
0: yeah, it's, you know, it's like a phase. I'm not going go to
1: I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't make fun of me for that um, has always been a losing uh, proposition for me in the past. It's kind of like saying, "Hey guys, these shoes are these shoes are prescription. <laughs>
0: yeah, nobody, no, nobody make fun of them. Yeah. I'm not supposed to get wet. <laughs> um, if you want to
1: keep the voice? Yeah. want to keep us voice high? Gotta keep dry.
0: Keep dry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that just guarantees that it will happen.
1: Yes. So, yeah. not going to uh, not not going to stomp on you there. Uh, let's see here. Jordan writes, Is there a game out there that has mechanics that you think look genuinely fun or interesting, but simply can't bring yourself to play due to theming or aesthetics? For me, the z Penny Arcade games fit this to a T. Look super interesting and I enjoy their other games, but I can't bring myself to play a fucking Penny Arcade RPG. You don't That's want to roll pretty... around and fight alongside the fruit fucker? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah well done jordan I, that, that's very understandable in <laughs> 2020 playing 2021 playing a penny arcade <laughs> RPG. hey guys i'm i'm gonna fire up south park the fragile but whole uh real quick guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't mind it's, me this
1: penny arcade i want to see what i want to see what divix is up to
0: yeah i gotta figure <laughs> out what uh yeah um the, the, yeah, this is because it got brought up earlier. It's like a really easy answer, but this is Death Stranding for me, where yeah. the mechanics look really cool, but I can't handle the flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: a game that is pretty much almost exactly this, but I can I can just wireframe it. uh Puyo Puyo Tetris, like mm. I, I I can play the free play in both of those, like that's just fine. Mm-hmm. But like if you go into the story, like there's no way that you can just tell it. Like just don't fucking show me the dialogue. I just want the little ch- the little challenges. And there's like yeah. a, there's like a story to it, and Ada's real cutesy, cartoony kind of stuff. Um, and I'm just not there for it. I would like to do like escalating, you know, puyo puyo challenges and stuff, but can't do it. Won't do it.
0: Yeah. um
1: Good yeah. Tetris game
0: though. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 Good Tetris's are great. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh. Liam says, uh, "You're giving un- an unlimited budget." to develop a game based on an al Pacino movie that doesn't already have a video game adaptation uh, which movie you pick and what kind of game is it Oh Glengarry Clo um, Ross for sure okay yeah like what kind of game
1: Oh like a, like a management sales sim almost uh, almost do it like a, like a papers please or something like that or um, okay yeah where you are the salesman you have a quota uh, you have like a series of people that you're talking to and you have to like figure out how to lie to them and uh, get them to buy a thing that is uh, that is worthless. And you can press, like, um, you can press, uh, you know, like, illegal schemes to get the good leads and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That, yeah. that, that's pretty cool sounding. I, I can dig that. Yeah. Uh, is he, he's the guy who, what's the, is he the movie where he's Satan?
1: <laughs> Secretly? <laughs> You're referring to the devil's advocate, right?
0: Yes. Is that yeah. him or is that the other guy who I mix up with him?
1: Um, I you would know this. I, I...
0: Oh no yeah he's 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 in the devil's advocate, yeah, I would be I... the devil's advocate, okay, um, and it would be um like a multiplayer you know, uh many people, one of them is the devil mm-hmm. at a company, uh and everybody is trying to steer the company, but the it's... devil is trying to do devil stuff, <laughs> uh, and you have to guess who the devil is, yeah, ooh
1: <laughs> it's i so. mean like you're almost making it sound like a social deduction kind of thing,
0: yeah, uh, a little bit. like like, like you know, I mean it that... would be.
1: And among us. i'd be doing it
0: to make money not for me to play
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so those things are big right now and i earn on my uh unlimited budget yeah <laughs> unlimited time when i was unlimited is
1: my ka-ching. i i know this is literally just me describing a joke my, my literally my favorite like cutaway gag in the simpsons Mm-hmm. Um, I think even might it might be a later like a later one. I forget I forget what episode it is, but just you know, there's people are having an argument, and Homer says, "Marge, will you allow me to play devil's advocate?" Yeah, and she says yes, and, <laughs> and that just cuts to him playing a playing a pinball, pinball machine. How about <laughs> a devil's, devil's advocate?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> that is that is a late like by which i mean solidly first third of the show right right i like that's like season 12 or season 11
1: it is it hits so uh, hard and so fast and it's so fucking yeah, dumb
0: it's real good yeah. it's it's like it's a um it'd be a family guy joke if it went on for two minutes
1: yes yeah
0: you know and it would show him playing it there'd be a bunch of yeah. little shitty knock-on jokes and it's literally, <laughs> Simpsons, it just cuts to her for like one second
1: yeah it just cuts to him he loses the game then he turns around and actually plays devil devil's advocate in the conversation yeah uh, but yeah. it's the, the idea that he has to ask permission to go play this pinball game, <laughs> but he misunderstands <laughs> what it is. Yeah.
0: I like that, too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, let's see here. A- Andy says, how do you feel about professional gaming, whether that be multimillion dollar organizations like League of Legends or Dota or streaming Lobos Junior? Uh, do you think the attention and money poured into those industries has impacted modern gaming culture, journalism and game development positively or negatively on balance? Love the shows you do. Thanks for your hard work during the shitty year.
0: I uh, yeah, I don't know if it's negative or positive. Like, it feels like it's just the water to me. Yeah, um, it, it's obviously negative when like you know they're they're saying the n word on air and heated gaming <laughs> moments and getting kicked off because dr disrespect is filming people in the bathroom <laughs> and like all that stuff is obviously negative yeah you know? but lobos just raises money for like saint jude's constantly uh-huh. um you know and uh, like it's a miracle man like that guy is like, incredibly nice and good yeah and um a lot of like i think about uh one of the youtube streamer guys who i watched from a long time ago northern lion mm-hmm. uh teaches me about, like, tons of indie games I would not otherwise know. Like, most of what he does is expose me to games that don't have huge advertising budgets Mm -hmm. that I would have no idea about.
1: Yeah. I would say more good things coming from it than bad things, because the bad things that you hear are always these really high-profile... It's like, high-profile bullshit. Like, I would separate... Like, I would untangle the, um... I would untangle like, pro-gaming stuff, like, competitive play from, like individual streamers who were just kind of like taking advantage of like let's say an infrastructure and a cultural moment of people who like to watch these because like pro gaming that to me it seems like a thing that people have fun participating in and watching but, like, any kind of sports or, um, let's say, organized game kind of stuff, it just kind of seems like a vehicle for corruption to me, actually, and, like, yeah. exploiting people. So that's that's where I get a little bit kind of eh there. But, like, that's been around for a few years, and I've not seen it have, like, a huge impact on culture, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so, uh, so divorced from that stuff. Like, yeah. that's just banner ads I see on TV where it's like, you know satan's hellraisers uses razor mice and cooling towers from jostens and it'll just be like <laughs> a bunch of Justins? nightmare fonts <laughs> like nightmare fonts yeah and i won't know what you know ninja uses this uh-huh. when he plays dota and i'm like i don't know i still don't really know what dota is like i, <laughs> I
1: like I, I am point, i'm really really to ask
0: <laughs> yeah i just i'm really checked out from this shit i'm not about uh, to watch it yeah uh you know or like you know i, I vaguely know what league of legends is and <laughs> i know what overwatch is but i don't know anything about the competitive leagues and those things are always so fucking embarrassing when they show shots of them like right, it's right. dark everyone's lit entirely by the lights inside their computer mm-hmm. like you know there's like a fog machine going somewhere and yeah. Are, like, yeah it's it's that just feels like sports to me like that <laughs> feels exactly as embarrassing as like anything else that i'm just like super unplugged from like mm-hmm. ufc yeah or something
1: yeah no I like the the, the exceptions to that would be something like like AGDQ which is technically like a big media event but is also Yeah and that's great. Yeah like that like that's B- Basically cool.
0: if you're raising money for charity you're you're doing good. <laughs> yeah you get a pass. Yeah, If if Razor mice is giving you a life, lifetime supply of mm-hmm. real mice in exchange for touting <laughs> for, their mouse. For you to eat. <laughs> <laughs> for you to do whatever you like. Yeah. That's um, between you it's and just,
1: just, just, just back this truckload of frozen pinkies up to my house. <laughs> yeah, There's well, a special so, sheep. Keep them
0: coming, boys. <laughs> <laughs> says one insanity. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Pinkies. <laughs> um, John says. I uh, love the Vice City episode. I can say Vice City really opened my friend's eyes to eighties music, for better or worse. Lil. Uh What games do you think were elevated by their soundtrack? Without these scores, the games would probably have been forgotten. Um, I don't know about probably would have been forgotten, but there are lots of games that are full letter grades better because of the soundtrack, or the soundtrack is entirely undivorceable.
1: Katamari you know, like Damacy. Katamari. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Jinx. Uh, <laughs> Katamari. Um, the modern fallouts. Um, you know, adding the radio to that was one of the biggest like it, you know, the move to 3D, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. But adding the radio to that is such a huge change in yeah. the tone of those uh those games. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it's not I don't think it would have been forgotten. Yeah. But it makes a big difference.
1: Yeah. I think um like a reputation for good soundtracks can be a part of a studio's prestige, thinking of uh mm-hmm. Supergiant, you know. Sure. The fact that you can just kind of pull pull away <laughs> you know the fact that each of those soundtracks is going to be a banger and listen to on mm-hmm. its own you know um i think that was especially helpful in in um bat with bastion actually yeah yeah bastion, it
0: did a lot of work mm-hmm.
1: yeah so i would say that as far as like licensed uh soundtrack kind of stuff like i don't know i think that we played the game and didn't like it but still what people talk about mostly when they talk about like alan wake is uh the licensed soundtrack for that which is like three yeah. songs deployed very very cannily
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well and then a bunch of songs that are technically licensed from some <laughs> from an know, in-house band indie rock yeah. band that well, it's literally, it's literally just,
1: just an in-house band that they're pulling yeah. from. yeah
0: the the poets of the fall yep there was a fall and these poets mm. chronicle it yep can you imagine mm. they should have said um, different poets <laughs> yeah they should send a different band yeah <laughs> They should have sent Vampire Weekend. Uh, the, um, yeah. So the, yeah, that's a good example though. People really talk about those kind of things, those moments. Mm-hmm.
1: You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've been doing game questions for about a half an hour. Uh, do yeah, we let's, want to... let's swap. Yeah, uh, let's go over here. Uh, let's see. This this one should be quick. Uh, Joseph writes, "Love the show, Gary. I heard you mention that you were in a band." Um and made music while listening to older episodes. I was wondering where I could find your music.
0: No, oh, thanks. Um Gary Gary's old band music is on my SoundCloud page, among mm-hmm. like other things. Um, I rotate things out because I have SoundCloud free. I don't mm-hmm. uh pay for extra storage. Um I think that's just Gary SoundCloud or mm-hmm. Gary Butterfield. Um and then Modridge, my current band, is at Modridge.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. Um we are we have a one EP that is up. That's four songs. Um, and then those are all really old. We have a second EP that we have been working on for a long time And the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are also incredibly old songs, even though it's not out. Uh, that was supposed <laughs> right. to be out a year ago.
1: Yeah,
0: um, You know, a year, like uh, we were supposed to put that out last spring and then pandemic came and kind of fucked us up. So we God couldn't the, get together to uh,
1: The 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 next two years of cultural output are going to be so fucking weird. It's because I have of that so exact many intolerable
0: songs about the pandemic.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like
0: I no, <laughs> of course no, not. But the, I mean, <laughs> just, well, like,
1: there's a difference between writing them with the intention to release it and then just saying like ah, like I'm just going to get this out of my system and put it here, and it's going to die. No, I wasn't even talking yeah. about the next couple of years being like messed up because of the pandemic. Like that sucks. I, I do not want to read your fucking pandemic novel please yeah um but uh but i mean just in terms of like release schedules and you know yeah uh, yeah. like stuff that people were working on that like like drastically changes because they had to work on it in a different way i think it's it's more more, that's more what i'm talking about
0: yeah yeah of course yeah yeah well and uh you know there's a there's an expectation i think that like we all spent the pandemic just creating amazing shit no i spent the pandemic trying
1: not to cry (laughs)
0: yeah yeah. it it, it was not my experience uh you know to just be like yeah i I picked up a bunch of cool new skills
1: yeah uh yeah rise and grind baby
0: yeah yeah that no uh that that didn't happen so i think that this year like during pandemic time i think i wrote like three songs Mm -hmm. which is a lot less than average and none of which are recorded uh with the band because of band reasons. Yeah. So, been a weird time and I, God, I fucking miss it. I miss those dudes. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're some of my best friends. They're really funny. And I miss, uh, that weekly ritual of getting together and like making a thing, you know, being like, Hey, like at the end we all came together and we did this enough times where it sounds pretty good. And that Mm -hmm. came from nothing. Yeah. That's a really good feeling. Uh, and I just haven't had it for like a year, Uh, a little less than a year. And it sucks
1: gary there are so many developments think about how many developments in the goat in the goat lord goat master mm-hmm. like in that whole that saga band is probably, that, that well, they didn't
0: stop practicing we, what? we we stopped practicing well i mean that maybe they eventually did i, I imagine that our practice we probably got shut down okay we quit it like we we left during the pandemic right, right. but they were still practicing at the time mm. um even like when they were like hey you know stay at home Shelter in place. Like the place was still open because it was a private place to rent. Right. And I imagine those uh, brave heavy metal iconoclasts were not about to listen to Governor Kate Brown.
1: No. Um, no. They're they so ch- lots of progress. Chuggriffs need to be free. This is yeah. uh, like a saga from Abject Suffering from like a long time yeah. ago.
0: So. Nothing can fight Blues Talica. This is, this is a band we shared a practice space with, who I'm sure are very nice guys who I've never mm-hmm. met, but had a very yeah. funny whiteboard. So if you like funny whiteboards, there's, a, there's an episode of Abject Suffering for you that I can't remember. Remember what it is, just listen <laughs> to all of them. You'll find it. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh Lewis says, Do chaps have any recommendations for single-player cat games? I.e., uh, games, activities, toys to keep my cat amused. He has a lot more capacity for play uh, than I do, uh, to play with him, especially when I'm at work. Feeling that just cat toy recommendations would be much appreciated. Uh, I'm also looking for this because Pocket likes to play a lot more than I am able to play with him. Okay. And uh, I've you know, I have a couple, I have a, a circular thing that uh it has a ball that's in a track mm-hmm. and he can th- push the ball around like a like a sad kid at the playground just started like hitting a tether ball over and lo- over
1: lo- love those things i i, I hear yeah. both cats play i've got two of them i hear them both playing with it at all times of the night it's very fun
0: it's very funny just uh, 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 go 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 <laughs> like they, they think that they're producing like energy or something like i should go to a generator um <laughs> But that's the only thing he'll really play with by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, he just rests and saves up his energy for when I don't want to play to like mm, try yeah. to get me to do it.
1: Yeah, when you when you so. go to work, he has to go to work too. Yeah, you can hear yeah. Donnie, Uh She got a hold of something um, mm. in here. I don't I don't know. Uh, I've got this thing. It looks like it's it looks like a cat. Um, it's like one of those independently moving laser toys. Oh, okay uh, the, the, that you've seen it, it looks like if if eve from um uh from wally was a was a cat and i, it has... I actually
0: have one of those too how do, how does it work i've never used it i just i got one for christmas a couple of years ago
1: yeah so what it does is for about 15 minutes there is um this little god damn it dotty
0: no she 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 got a, <laughs> whole of a piece of plastic sorry ah Cats do love plastic. Have you tried plastic, Listener? Have you tried plastic, Listener? Yeah. I don't even know what this is. Sorry. <laughs> Have you tried plastic, Listener? is my favorite Depeche Mode album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but you, 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 uh, there's a little lever where you can uh, decide if it's going to aim on the floor or up on the wall. You press the button, and then it just, like, shoots a little laser and moves it in, like, figure eights. Mm-hmm. Um, Greta doesn't fall for it, but it is consistently a way to keep Dottie busy for about ten minutes. Oh, okay, I have yeah. used it. I have used it uh, before. I got my keyboard tray to like edit. Like you turn it mm-hmm. on, and then she goes and chases after it instead of being up trying to bite your hands while you're while you're uh, moving the mouse. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, there are also um, things you can get that will hang in a door, like off off of a door frame. Uh, that yes. are like long dinguses on there that, that are like little dinguses that some of them that can contain treats on the end of a um, on the end of an elastic. Yeah. Uh, Pocket
0: and, uh, takes those down.
1: Yeah, so I, I've never them. I've never had one last more than a couple of weeks. But boy, what a couple of weeks it is. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> it's a golden time for the for the <laughs> sleep industry <laughs> yeah. during those those brief periods. <laughs>
1: uh other than that though like solo cat toy stuff uh, it is another cat out of the question because that tends to they tend to tire each other out which is fun
0: yeah yeah and something i've had on my uh my perhaps docket Neil. for a while um, um sheen uh or go, go ahead no sorry. good uh sheen says i hope you're feeling better cole uh congrats oh. on 300 episodes love the content community and you guys thanks shane thank you um, thanks for the Brotherhood of the Wolf discussion. Is Blade Runner 2047 Bloodborne inspired? Four minutes in, it looks very Hunter-esque. Forces beyond human conception and play. What do you think?
1: For as much as I love the original, I have never seen uh, Blade Runner uh, 2049.
0: It's cool. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, uh, don't go into it discourse poisoned because mm-hmm. the discourse around it is valid, but <laughs> the experience of watching it does did not feel that way okay um you know it's like i liked reading that stuff after i saw it Mm, um i did not get bloodborne vibes from it but i did rather like it it's a really Mm -hmm. cool looking movie um i did not like it nearly as much as the original like i've only seen it once oh you know i was just like okay that's cool uh and then moved on
1: now that i have this nice tv it would make sense to like get a high def copy of that because that was one of those things i didn't see it in the theater for some dumb reason and i I wanted to have like a i wanted to look as nice as possible Uh, Because, you know, visually stunning is kind of the thing with that. So,
0: Mm -hmm. And it is very visually stunning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moving
1: on to a show question here. Cinder Elf uh, says, if the two of you uh, had to recreate a Tim and Eric sketch fully or just the audio, which would you do? And would I be right in assuming that Gary would be Tim and Cole would be Eric based on interactions and the skits you have done in your podcasts?
0: (laughs) Oh, probably? Probably maybe? <laughs> yeah. I cool, you haven't like on I think there's like an unhinged uh side of you that you haven't unleashed very often. That's very <laughs> probably Tim Ask.
1: Yeah, probably. I uh, I naturally fall into a role of a straight man is is, yes. is is part is part of the thing. Uh and yes. you know, I I enjoy I enjoy keeping those cards close to my best. So I probably would be Probably would be more of a Tim. Or more would be more of an Eric, sorry. More of an Eric, yeah. Who generally is pretty hapless, but then sometimes he uh owns a store of child clowns, you know.
0: Yeah, child clown outlet. Yeah. Like he pretty, you know, warm and participatory. <laughs> um I did, I don't know what sketch we <laughs> would reenact. That's that's a hard question. It's hard. There are a lot of them. A lot of them have pee pee and poo poo in them and stuff.
1: <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah. It it, it it'd be tough. I I don't know because like that is that that feels like it differs from which is uh which is our favorite like which is the best you know
0: oh it's yeah totally differs because it's like we would choose based on not wanting to like puke and eat (laughs) shrimp and drink red wine or eat white wine (laughs) white wine drink red wine to 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 access Uh (laughs) you know like we could be corbs that'd be pretty fun
1: (laughs) the accent they do with that
0: yeah <laughs> hey donnie hey don again uh, you know, the uh us roll the sugar factory um i think we could be the corbs
1: yeah probably be the corbs we're coming bikes are uh, fun or pumpers
0: ever... but not tumblers
1: uh not never never tumblers no
0: i don't think i could full, pull off the tumbler but i could i could pumper does like to pump
1: mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so oh man um, I, I feel like you need to go back and watch awesome show again because i uh that was a while ago when i did that it's good it was like a year ago I re- that i did that so
0: I rewatched all of it when I uh, hurt my shoulder. Oh, nice! I, I watched that and all of Check It Out. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Check It Out! And all it of Parks on, uh... and Rec. Oh, nice! We, yeah, all <laughs> I could
1: do is really watch TV. <laughs> your shoulder was really hurt. That was your first. Yeah, uh, I... That was your early Gungeon days too, wasn't it?
0: Uh, I started playing Gungeon Then I played uh, Dead Cells, um, Gungeon, Night in the Woods, and bounced off Iconoclast. God damn! You're, you period. were hurt
1: for such a long time.
0: Yeah, it, well, and it was like I couldn't really sleep uh-huh. that well. Yeah, uh, so it was just lying in bed and being awake for many hours. And that was like right after you got um, pocket too. Yeah, it was horrible. I just moved into like a new apartment like a month ago. Uh huh. Well, that was uh, that, you know, that, that, that was what caused
1: you to like like that was the exertion that that did it right.
0: We was uh, getting I think that it was getting groceries. Oh, I think I walked back from the grocery store that was like catty corner from my house with too many groceries.
1: So how would you rate the experience of aging?
0: Uh, it's it's bad. (laughs) Uh, you know, my, my shoulder is better, which is good. Like, but that did last like six months, like, Mm -hmm. you know, six months after that, I would still get occasional numbness in my hand. And I was like, Oh, this is just how it is now. And the, the period, uh, right afterwards, which was crazy where I could like walk around and do stuff, Mm -hmm. but every once in a while my hand would just lose its grip on things.
1: Oh, that's really scary.
0: Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, I can't carry anything with that hand. Like I, I was me standing in front of my computer, uh, and with my ps4 hooked up to it playing spider-man for ps4 right just being really happy to like play a video game uh and just like every once in a while just dropping the controller wow <laughs> and just having to like power through huh so it was wild it's wild yeah. to be injured it's crazy to have a body yeah <laughs> you know?
1: it was it was a mistake i regret it yeah yeah, yeah.
0: just the, this dumb thing that carries my brain from room to room <laughs> <laughs> uh and provides occasional orgasms is not worth <laughs> it <laughs>
1: uh Uh,
0: should we move on to the lightning round before we get into the uh the topic
1: yes we should uh let's see this will be you
0: uh marcus says what is your favorite uh herb or flavor combinations i personally love basil with tomato and mozzarella and rosemary or sage with just about anything um i also Mm -hmm. love uh basil yeah um i specifically like a thai fried basil hmm um, that combination is extremely good to me. Yeah. Um, you can almost just always, you can almost just do it by itself. Yeah. Um, and then I really, really like, uh, salt and cream, uh, mm-hmm. which is the, the, what you get from like, say a chocolate covered pretzel, which mm-hmm. is salt. and So like salt and smooth. Yeah. And then, uh, something that I do that like, not, you know, not everybody does, but I like a crab rangoon with soy sauce. Hmm. Or, uh, my famous Doritos with Cottage cheese, which will <laughs> activate the salt and <laughs> Nacho's like,
1: Butterfield flavor,
0: <laughs> yeah. Nacho's Butterfield, <laughs> like I'd like an order of Nacho's Butterfield style. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so those are personal favorite flavor <laughs> combinations, nice,
1: yeah. Um, uh, t- tomato, basil, and mozzarella. I mean, like Buckman, a caprese salad, sure, yeah, great, yeah,
0: Ma- uh, margarita pizza.
1: Or margarita pizza uh continue yeah. continuing a little bit in that but uh like pesto is one of my favorite flavors oh really like, good. yeah yeah just the the combination of the uh, of the basil the parmesan kind of the sweet of the of, of the pine nuts um yeah mm-hmm. no i just spread that shit on everything um yeah. i would be fine with that mm, like a pesto pasta
0: pesto little, pasta with a little parmesan on top
1: mm-hmm. yeah like that,
0: that's incredible shit or like yeah. a ravioli Mm-hmm. You know, because you, you, when you do like a ravioli and you have a red sauce, it's like, well, th- what is this? Sauce on the inside, sauce on the outside? Guilden <laughs> yeah. lily. Yeah. Just throw a little pesto in there, though, and then you have some like mm-hmm. butternut squash or some some mushrooms, some four cheese, something like that. Yeah. Just like, some ridged ch- chips. chips.
1: <laughs> uh, God damn <laughs> it's it. All, like, incredibly good.
0: <laughs> Figure out how much lunch meat you could spare.
1: Yeah. Um, One or two pounds <laughs> of Black Forest Ham. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: oh man uh <laughs> but yeah uh i think that just like when when i am cooking i am i am pretty uh uh let's say profligate with onion powder oh sure uh because like onion yeah. and salt is what makes it's like the only like like that is the combination of, of flavors that t- that it makes something taste good to me um yeah yeah you know yeah,
0: yeah I, I i also use uh both of those things quite a bit
1: yeah yeah and then gar- garlic Garlic will go with yeah. pretty much anything as well. Pretty basic stuff, yeah. but um yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so it's called salt and pepper cooking. Oh, I recently yeah. learned that term. We're like just like called? adding some off the sh- salt and pepper cooking, like oh, you're yeah. just adding off the shelf spices to basic things.
1: No, I do that all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. a you know. So that's why you have a spice rack. You look it up and you think, hmm, I'm, I'm pretty sure bay leaves don't do anything, but I'll throw one in there.
0: Yeah, I like having a little, I a little I like piece of garbage a out to out of my... yeah. I want to throw something away before I eat. <laughs> uh, like the experience of going to the garbage. Yeah.
1: I, I, I want to, I want to risk having this perforate something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, Ludacuda? Uh ask would you rather have the hair of a troll doll or an okay bionic arm? The word okay is doing so much lifting
0: here, <laughs> yeah, it, like which the arm would also be able to do a moderate amount of lifting mm-hmm. um, I would probably say an okay bionic arm because it feels like that's not a downgrade
1: yeah, troll doll uh, hair you think oh it like it just it'll stick out wherever you want it to like troll doll hair is really unpleasant to touch. Yeah, and also I can't yeah. imagine washing it.
0: Yeah, and it's a big wild color.
1: True. Um, yeah. Does anybody have any questions? Keeping in mind that I already explained my hair.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I, I think that this would actually not be so bad. Either mm-hmm. of these. Yeah. Like in terms of a would you rather, uh, this yeah. is like a split the room kind of thing. Like. I
1: mean, yeah, yeah. The, the the one downside to the okay about like arm, like I don't need to, I don't need it to do too much of anything i would i would like to know if i would be able to feel it you know like if it uh if i if i would get feedback from it uh probably not because it's just an okay bionic arm uh, i think and, you would
0: get that i think that's standard for a bionic arm oh i, I okay. think okay i think it's implied in okay i think a bionic arm you can't feel at all as a bad bionic arm
1: yeah i mean that's just a prosthetic at that point um yeah.
0: okay i think means like it doesn't have lasers and shit built into it
1: yeah okay um, let's see here. So the one downside to the, to the okay, bionic arm, does it come with like a phone number of somebody I could mail it to to fix it? Yes. It, yeah.
0: yeah. Or And, and like, also you're going to answer a lot of questions like going through airport security and stuff.
1: You just get a card. You know, people who have like pacem- yeah. pacemakers and stuff just get cards for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what you have to do. Um, also the thing about an okay, bionic arm is I wonder if you could improve it. Yeah. That's you know? a thing. Cause my arm right now, I would currently, Um, call it okay Mm -hmm. but i can't really improve it like i could start lifting weights and it would become a better arm but we're talking about just minuscule returns
1: yeah it would become a better arm at doing the things that it already can do i think that when you get into bionic the point of it is to be able to do different things that an arm otherwise would not be able to do
0: yeah smuggle (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know so yeah uh baxter asks uh the gamecube carrying handle yay or nay yay make sure. ma- make the why systems not? as
1: dorky as possible i don't fucking <laughs> yeah, care why not
0: it's it's funny uh yeah why not yeah um, it,
1: the, the, like the weird thing is that in the grand scheme of things uh it is also one of the it's like the, the system that least needs that kind of affordance yeah because, because it is so small right and so manageable yeah. even compared to like the, the original generation ps2 especially the original xbox right
0: yeah yeah yeah, this is silly, but, you know, now it's all just quaint Nintendo stuff. Yeah.
1: Give me dorky systems. I, yeah. You know, I, I like my PS5 on my shelf much better than I like my Xbox Series X. So,
0: Yeah, yeah, PS5 looks great. I cannot wait mm-hmm. like to get one. Yeah, and It looks like a, a, a powered down turret from Portal. <laughs> yep. What's not to like?
1: Into it. Uh, let's see here. Andrew writes, uh, you must have a romantic evening with one character from the extended Mario universe. So Donkey Kong counts. It cannot be Mario, Luigi, Peach, or Daisy. Who do you choose? Getting mm. getting rid of Daisy is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. There's
0: nothing romantic about a date with Daisy. Like Daisy <laughs> would take you home and fucking turn your pelvis to dust. Yeah. She Daisy would like ride your face until you had no more face. Like Yeah.
1: Daisy fucks you aggro. so you'll stay fucked. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Daisy's incredibly aggro. Um, probably like Toadette. Probably, yeah. She seems a little bit more self
1: possessed than Toad
0: does, yeah. And you know, like it's romantic, Mm -hmm. you know, we could like go for a walk. I can imagine that that'd be fun and cute, yeah. Um,
1: um let's see here, Pauline, because I don't think she gets a lot of attention, and I think that she would, uh, I think that she would, uh, really appreciate that.
0: (laughs) Viral Desperate.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, I'm
0: it up. With you
1: you want to feel needed is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you want to feel necessary. Give me something in a needy Paul, Pauline. <laughs> Computer, show me needy Pauline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, Callum, uh says, have you had someone that you are a fan of who you found out listens to your shows? we've
1: had um, people who make games that that we enjoy who i did yes. not specifically know their name like you know we did the episode about rock band and somebody who worked at harmonics and like made those games emailed and said hey that's great i, uh, I like yeah. the episode and i was like oh super flattering <laughs> you you
0: made yeah, something that, i enjoy that, really cool the the guy who uh uh made i want to be the guy uh huh uh when we talked about that mm-hmm. um that popped up that was really cool. Yep. Um and then there are people who um you know like that is uh basically how I I met Bob Mackey. Mm-hmm. You know, as I listened to, to his shows and then he like listened to ours and would talk him mm-hmm. up and then you know we met and had that in common. Yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. Uh
1: you know. Uh Kingdom um, of loathing guys, you know, I played that yeah. game uh, a lot back in high school and college. Uh, then have, finding out they listened to the show. Yeah. No, that was, that that's was awesome.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, d- uh, definitely, mm-hmm. um, that's happened a few times. Um, uh, Jason Killingsworth. Oh yeah. It was really cool when he like reached out to, to me mm-hmm. on Bonfireside Chat. Austin Walker. Um, yeah. Um, I had read a bunch of stuff from, uh, Joe Martin, oh, yeah. uh, who has sponsored an episode, mm-hmm. uh, who listens, uh, to, to the shows. Um, so that is really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember also just like one of the, and this, I'm not, I don't have any names, so this is, you know, ridiculous. Uh, but one of the first, uh, meetups we did at the Lovecraft bar, oh, uh, yeah. maybe the first meetup we did, um, I spent the entire time and I apologize if you're listening now and I, I forgot your name, uh, somebody who used to be a moderator on the message boards of UncannyXMen.net. Oh yeah. Which is where I spent like so much time during my first like internet access job. Mm-hmm um like participating in those boards and he was like oh yeah I'm this guy
1: I'm like fuck <laughs> whoa. like whoa I, I remember that guy yeah I I, yeah. I I cannot remember his name but he had a really distinctive look to him yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah I I apologize for forgetting but that was really cool I was like mm-hmm. man that's fucking awesome yeah um yeah, it was really uh, like this. I don't know that they listen or anything like that, but I, I got like a sick little thrill uh, mm-hmm. when I, I think that the, the Hardcore Gaming 101 account oh. uh, started following me on Twitter. Oh, nice. And it's just like, oh, like, because I that, fucking love that yeah, website. Yeah, you guys. I've you guys spent, rule. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent, you know, like months on that in aggregate.
1: Yeah. Like, like your, I, your, I, your I just, book, absolutely your, love that. Your books are some of my favorite things to just like keep around to look at. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a cool feeling. Like I, mm-hmm. I Like, I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. g- genuinely one of the things that makes me feel most lucky.
0: Yeah. It's really cool.
1: Um, <laughs> Just I'm, I'm, me or you. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, Andrew cool. writes, uh, what do you guys feed your cats? Canned, dry, or the dreaded raw food?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do dry. I do kibble for Pocket. Uh, First Mate is the name of the brand, which is mm-hmm. cute, and he likes it. Um, yes. he's, he's picky about food. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time I took him to the vet, they said they want me to get him on wet food.
1: Okay,
0: and they gave me a pamphlet about how wet food is better for cats. Like okay. they're, they're really selling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, historically, he has not liked wet food, um, so I need to find one that he will like, and that's been on my task mask for a while, and I've just been putting it off. Yeah, like yeah. Doing that fun, like smelly experimentation. Of, uh,
1: <laughs> like, okay, you know, this may be this may be the thing, or I may just have introduced a lot of really stinky garbage uh, to the yes. equation. Yeah, I do. I do dry food. uh, Occasionally, Um, I will uh, replace a meal with uh, with wet food kind of, I think, just if if they're if they're being real good, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I they stay sweet. Yeah. If they they stay sweet, it's like, hey, here here you go. Fun surprise, Uh, Mm -hmm. which they can't comprehend. Uh, But for me, it's, you know, it's it's important to do that. I used to feed Greta like really nice uh, dry food. But the second kitten food got introduced to the equation, uh, she immediately went for that. Um, yeah. and it's really hard to keep them separated. She doesn't like overeat it, she just prefers, you know, the, the, the kitten food. Uh so just standard, like, you know, kitten chow, mm-hmm. cat chow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like I used to like get Greta like nice stuff, like authority is what it was called. I just and I, I was like, <laughs> like literally the brain is called authority. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I was like twenty. It was like twenty dollars yeah. a bag. I wanted him to have the good stuff, but no, she wants the you know the 15, McDonald's.
0: Yeah, she wants McDonald's. You know, yeah. like the kitten food. It's it's candy. Mm-hmm. You know, my the bag I use says cat and kitten, so that's how I kind of feel oh, like I get away with it. Gotcha. Um, but I should probably upgrade his food at some point. <laughs> but he he's just he's been historically just been very picky, mm-hmm. and the fact that he likes it just and it's not. But, you but know, a cat a
1: cat was finicky.
0: It's <laughs> it's not all grain and well like roars would eat fucking anything. huh. You know, like I've had a lot of like just like omnivore cats, mm-hmm. but pocket is not very food motivated. Yeah. No. Um and no. this food is not just like all grain and separated chicken parts. Like no, no. You it's... know, there there's there's some meat to it. Like if you know, the the trick to cats is you the meat. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like carnivores.
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't have even fed Dottie the uh the like the, the stuff she's getting if it didn't have, you know, actual meat as the first uh first ingredient. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alex asks, uh, best driving a red convertible through a neon-drenched city in 1983 song? More than this or Young Turks? Young Turks, no question. Um, I see, no. I'm going to say more than this. okay. Uh, first of all, because uh, Young Turks is not on the Vice City soundtrack. It's on the San Andreas soundtrack. Okay. Uh, so you don't actually get to drive around a city in 1983 <laughs> to Young Turks. They didn't mention Vice City at all. Well... Uh, And then the other, these are two songs from those soundtracks, though. Okay. I I imagine there's an implied vice city here. The the vice the V I C E C I T Y is silent. Okay. Um, The uh, Young Turks is very good. That's like the one song I kept hunting for when I played San Andreas. Mm -hmm. But more than this is fucking tragic. I love that song. It is so sad. (laughs)
1: I, yeah uh, i just I, I don't know i think about driving around specifically in a convertible like i don't I, like it would have to be dark it would have to be, be yeah i don't want to be sad is the thing i'm in a convertible mm. it's 1983 i'm probably high on cocaine like i can't I be know. happy
0: during the reagan administration i don't know about <laughs> you but like uh, sometimes, plex, but okay. so,
1: sometimes you have to sometimes you have to make it <laughs> you have to make it uh okay you have to you have to mm-hmm. throw some rod stewart on and uh, and go for it yeah no i just the, the 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 baseline from Eight young turks cannot be denied
0: to me that that's i mean that's my that's the only rod stewart song i like
1: oh yeah no everything else is cheesy like, trash. I, like,
0: yeah yeah it's garbage but like i think that uh the that's a good song we're young man so. yeah i i've been on uh this 80s music kit since we did vice city mm-hmm and just like on youtube just exploring a lot yeah. of like hits from the 80s yeah and it's been awesome
1: i've just had an so that, that's obsession end. on repeat for two weeks now that's, that's a
0: fucking banger man it's a good song keep listening to, uh stepping out uh-huh. and then uh stepping out presented youtube uh, presented me big country oh by fuck. Or in a big that country a, that song is like a jingle that, pop classic that is so fucking good yeah yeah, yeah. it's tri- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, like a- just a fucking killer riff. Like has, mm-hmm. that song has that kind of weird, like melancholy pop classic yeah. kind of feeling to it. Like that yearn. It's mm-hmm. such a good song. And then every once in a while, just seemingly I know where he goes, Sha!
1: <laughs> It's <really laughs>
0: Funny. funny. Like,
1: oh man, I, just, I, I love uh, that. I love that main riff, that doon, 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 Yeah, yeah,
0: it's yeah. very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, good, good shit, man. Yep. 80s yeah yeah excellent um and then uh what does brian say for our last lightning round
1: yeah for our last one, brian has two questions uh the first is uh what would you guys add into the smash brothers roster probably somebody else with a sword
0: yeah probably somebody from fire emblem <laughs> the, the, i misread that and i thought that said smash brother sister oh uh, <laughs> i was like whoa! <laughs> that's a that's a tag mm. uh gabriel knight so, is my actual answer? What would his
1: powers be? Wouldn't he just
0: have a sword? I, <laughs> okay. but no, no. He would, <laughs> try he would investigate. Oh. It'd be like Phoenix Wright, but like way cooler, and with Tim Curry doing the voice. Oh,
1: yeah, you you know? you're running out of time on that, man.
0: He would do, uh, he would do like voodoo uh-huh. things. you would yeah. have a Mosley summon, or just comes out and fires a gun at you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was about to say,
1: <laughs> you know, what, what, what fighting games he is a guy with a fucking gun. But then I remembered, yeah. oh, they have got, like they've got like snake and stuff. Tons
0: That's, of guys with guns. Yeah, you know, be, and he's also a shot yager. Like he can do all kinds of shit. And like you he could bring the in, yeah. they do the different skins. You can do the, uh, Gabriel light two skin, mm-hmm. and he uses that cuckoo clock. It's like a a, little thing he puts on the ground to distract you.
1: Yeah. He slathers a cat with honey and uh, sends it at the guy to slow him down. It
0: it sticks to you. Uh Like Gabriel Knight would be great in Smash. Yeah. Uh, And then my other real answer is fucking J.C. Denton. Mm
1: -hmm. I think the
0: fact that J.C. Denton isn't in Smash Brothers is a goddamn travesty. You cannot put Sonic the Hedgehog in something before you put J.C. Denton in it. (laughs) It's ridiculous.
1: J.C. Denton cannot be denied.
0: Absolutely. Like, I mean, like he would just fit really well. Mm Mm-hmm. Like he has a bunch of AUGs, like you could, it'd be great. I mean, cooler than Snake and a lot of the same powers, but like so cool. Yeah, you know, can you imagine the codec conversations? Like it's you and, and Manderly, you know, uh, like uh, you and Alex, yeah, you know, uh-huh. super cool. Daedalus taunts you, <laughs> you know, like as your ultimate, mm-hmm. really cool.
1: Yeah, a uh, lot of
0: opinions about PC characters being added to Smash Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> Guybrush Threepwood.
1: Oh, yeah. Guyver should be good. Uh, it'd, it'd be ins- insult sword fighting. You know, just, just, yeah. just speaks a little insult and swings it at a guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he'd be like a fun sword fighter, not just like all these fucking boring fire album characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we like just uh, be a little bit cartoony and goofy. Like,
1: a, like your, your little grapple move would be a chicken with a pulley.
0: Mm hmm. That'd be amazing. Yeah. You know, so. yeah,
1: Nintendo's failed us um, quite it frequently. It
0: totally failed us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, Sephiroth. <laughs> okay, Jesus cool. Christ. All you do is play the hits. Yeah. It's fucking pathetic you play the hits and then you play the songs nobody like knows anything about like mm-hmm. if you like fire emblem you like this if not though fuck you yeah uh if you're not deeply invested in deep deep fire emblem more
1: this one has green hair
0: <laughs> yeah fuck that shit so <laughs> hard this is, like and then they introduced like the xeno saga characters who are basically indistinguishable from fire emblem characters yeah,
1: like like have the like, exact same problems from a design standpoint as uh, as fire yeah, emblems
0: like absolutely anonymous mm-hmm like, I haven't, you know, played Smash Brothers in a while, but I've always been kind of invested in it, especially once they started, you know, because it even if it's just fun to play as those characters. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I got the, the 3DS one. and I was like, oh, it's fun to play as Mega Man. Yeah. You know, I am Mega Man. It's <laughs> fun to be Mega Man. Uh, but I, so I watch the news and I'll watch, like, people's final smashes and movesets because I think it's interesting. Uh-huh. Like they do interesting design space shit, mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. And then they just have these, like, technical sword fighters. Yeah. Constantly. Like I know that's a, a hackney thing but it, mm-hmm. it legitimately I think so. No,
1: no, like it, it it's 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 like uh nothing. It's it's like eating a rice cake. You know? Yes. Yeah.
0: New rice cake announced. <laughs> uh <laughs> new rice I'll, cake dropped. I'll tell you
1: who I want. I want the I want the kids from uh zombies at my neighbors.
0: Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah yeah uh, like just a with a huge with, number of weapons
1: yeah he'll just a uh, huge number of weapons um and all of them are like you know just regular everyday household objects you know throwing some of the baby and stuff. as your ultimate yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh,
1: yeah that's what i want
0: ding, 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 god that soundtrack is so fucking <laughs> good <laughs> yeah uh yeah that, that's a great idea yeah uh fucking all the kids from maniac mansion as different oh, skins Oh yeah yeah you know or mm-hmm. or a day of the tentacle because all three would have different moves. That's like a Pokemon trainer. hmm Oh kind of yeah.
1: Swap them out. Yeah. Or no, yeah. just it would be Maybe. uh it'd be weird ad, but he he summons the kids to do their thing. Yeah. yeah. that fucking incredible. Or for like, Dr. Fred, sorry. Weird That's different.
0: Hire <laughs> us. And by which I mean listen to this podcast <laughs> yeah. and give us money in exchange for listening to it. Yeah. If you Smash and, and, and
1: don't make me do any extra work, please. I don't want to
0: do work. Just take these ideas and make yeah. them happen. <laughs> money, please. Um,
1: <laughs> oh uh there's a second one here that i don't really have a ready answer for uh but which two companies or ips uh would you bring into a fighting game uh, into, into a versus fighting game a la marvel versus capcom
0: sierra versus lucas starts.
1: Ooh, that's good you yeah. know yeah i'll go with that like
0: it yeah <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be very cool mm-hmm. um yeah Sh- shall we topic
1: we shall topic
0: yeah, um, we're doing a thing where somebody asked a regular question and we're turning into a to- topic prompt again. Yeah. I know we've been doing that a lot and there's a bunch of topic prompts that are uh, built up. Um, we do have a cleanup on the schedule. So if you're a patron, yes. there'll be a special dispatch where it's just us talking through uh, all the rest of the topics mm-hmm. um, that we have. Yeah. But uh, there's something that like, you know, somebody asked a question that made us think about something that we had more to say about that we haven't done before. Yes. Uh, so we decided to, uh, to go with it
1: hmm Uh and Gary, you will notice that I added an extra tab onto the uh onto this onto this uh sheet yeah. here. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's that is nice. Um, yeah. So Matt uh Bixler, hello <laughs> uh asked us, uh are there any uh, particularly striking call and response questions you've had to turn down in the past? And we wanted to talk a little bit about that, mm-hmm. you know, specifically. Um, and then also uh kind of parlay that into talking about um you know uh, where our lines are and stuff yeah. because a lot of times when we turn down those questions, it's because sometimes they're either like too personal mm-hmm. or uh, just kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that feels like it invades the line, but uh-huh. we, you know, are semi-public figures with an absolute lowercase F and an lowercase P. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, decisions have had to be made yes. around that. Uh, and it's, we just wanted to talk to that a little bit, mm-hmm. I think.
1: Yeah. So you know there are a few questions uh, that we have you know kind of the marked. There's actually a column in our sheet that's just
0: eh. yeah, <laughs> keep up. Um, And they they tend to fall into a couple different categories. Um, so uh, one thing that I don't like to do mm-hmm. is uh, super uh, you know stomp on something somebody somebody likes. Yeah. Like if somebody asks a question about something and they're like, hey, this is really cool. What do you think about it? And I don't think it's cool. Nope. <laughs> um, I don't want to just like give a platform just to be like, yeah, this thing that you know you asked about, I actually think it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes that'll be like, uh, like, you know, like, a, like an example along the same lines that doesn't actually call anything specifically out. Yeah. It would be like, you know, nerd rap. Stuff.
1: yeah that would just if somebody wrote in and said i i, I love this I, I love these particular artists i like this particular trend what do you guys what think? Do you think i'd rather say like, nothing
0: <laughs> than, yeah uh, I, I,
1: you know, you know the, 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 then come out and say that like this thing that obviously has an appeal because it's a thing does not work for me at all uh because mm-hmm. that's just uh, no, nobody's gonna have fun doing that you know yeah. like i don't dislike it for like Interesting enough reasons for it to be entertaining entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, if I say my boring reasons why I don't like it, then that's just going to hurt your feelings because you got rejected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we, uh, things that were like outside of the scope, like we have nothing, we have no answer for. Yeah. Like big things about, you know, that are better, better answered probably by people who are more historian focused. Yes than we are or more plugged into industry news in the future. So big things about the grand scheme of gaming history or future, mm-hmm. uh, we tend to not do because we don't know.
1: Yeah. It would just be kind of like rote speculation that would not necessarily, it wouldn't be, uh, let's say complex carps.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's a, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is something that we, we tend not to go for,
1: I mean, like obviously, things that end up being just like a little bit too personal, um, yes, or you know, just uh, like, like I don't know, I tend to be a little bit weird, you know. Again, like not to call like a particular one out, but it's like you, you know, how, how do you feel about making money off of this? And what'll what'll you do if it goes away? It's like I don't know, I don't have like anything <laughs> interesting. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I hope it doesn't. I'm, I'm making uh, hate I with to science, man. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel good. Like, yeah, specific things about finances. Yeah, are yeah. things that are like just kind of weird. It's not mm-hmm. hinky. We have nothing to hide. Like, we you know our Patreon total is public, mm-hmm. and, and what have you. Like, so you can we have the option to hide that if people yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can say uh, just how many people you have and how much money you have, and we don't hide that. Mm-hmm. No reason to. Um, but also the actual specific breakdown of it and everything <laughs> would feel like gauche. And gross like yeah. it's really cool that we're making our living rest assured more of that than you think goes into taxes mm-hmm. and like operating costs than you might expect yes um you know taxes for the kind of employee we are are incredibly harsh <laughs> it sucks uh,
1: so bad
0: you know it sucks so bad we are we are not getting rich off of this right uh by any means like we're, mm-hmm. we're doing okay and yeah. it, it feels incredibly awesome to be doing okay mm-hmm. uh but we are not you know uh this is not convertible buy-in. Yes. Like this isn't second home money. This isn't, you know, multiple vacations a year money. Yeah.
1: This is like comfortable money. This is economic dignity money, you know,
0: yeah, this is, this is like you know uh, one promotion in an office <laughs> money. Once you take into account like benefits and like paying for that stuff, like this right. is yeah. you know this is this is a lead supervisor <laughs> money at a, at a place that does data entry. I'm a senior
1: like, game advisor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> this is this is senior something, but mm-hmm. a, a low level senior.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, like r- r- related to that, uh, like the, here, here's one in particular that was like a combination of that. And then also, like, uh, it, it wouldn't have been broadly interesting just to list it off, but somebody asked, like, hey, what are the specs of the computers you guys run? And, you yeah. Know, and it's like, and I, uh, I get
0: why somebody would ask that. Uh huh. No,
1: like people put um, it in their forum SIGs and stuff like that. I just, I don't know. Like, I can tell you, I've got a 2017 MacBook or, um, uh, oh gosh, I've got a 2017 um, iMac, non pro. Yeah. It's just, it's an iMac, it's fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. i I do not know. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh sometimes things that um will pop up that are questions that have already been answered and we just didn't get to them in time. Mm-hmm. So like we will like somebody's like, What do you think about Elden Ring? And it's like, well, we you know, we did a whole podcast about the yeah. reveal trailer. You know, we did that kind of thing. And then by the time that came up in the dispatch, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's already been asked and answered. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, what else ends up being Something. Uh, there are weird things like every once in a while, um, there will be political things that we're like, eh <sighs> you know not all that often, but mm-hmm. every once in a while we'll uh eh, that stuff, like we're very open about it. Um, but we also if it's something that feels like it's in bad faith or it feels designed to gotcha. Which is yeah. really rare because people pay for the privilege. Mm-hmm. But my thinking with that stuff is the intent is something I can't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the person probably didn't intend that, but somebody could listen to it and run with that. Yeah. As a gotcha. And I don't really want that. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: For sure. You know, so it's like, ah, uh, this is like, this This is not a thing that I have thought about. Um, And I don't have like an. An especially deeply held or justified opinion. So I don't want to fire off at the hip about it just because I was asked about it. So we yeah. can just like leave that.
0: leave. Yeah, leave things that are at things at the we're side. ignorant about. Yeah. 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 Like I, I, you know, I don't want I don't want to uh, to get uh, invite a lot of trouble for my ignorance and through like, you know, just not knowing. Mm hmm you know, about stuff, uh, making definitive statements. Yeah. And I also, that rhetorical device, like even if the person asking it is not implying that, which again, I assume they're not, they're mm-hmm. paying for the privilege. Uh, the people who do that kind of thing is, is something I'm very annoyed by yeah. and I try not to invite into my life, mm-hmm. you know, aha, but actually, you know, that kind of thing, I'm not, not interested.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, qu- questions about other podcasts or, um, I mean, even just like video game podcasts in general like yeah i don't know i don't listen to a lot of them anymore um and also like i don't feel especially like you know qualified to say what is worth somebody's time or like what is a good or a bad trend we have we have our eyes so much on our own work here um that ends yeah. up being a thing yeah yeah i just don't know yeah
0: you know which is a, it was a common thing for a lot of these yes um, and then the, the reason why we'll, we'll draw these lines, like to kind of move into the broader thing is that like, you know, we, we talked about this before, but mm-hmm. something that, uh, at least, you know, I don't know if I like, I don't mean to speak for you, mm-hmm. but going into this, uh, venture and then podcasting in general, I find, uh, do like holding a lot of things back, really exhausting. Yeah. Uh, so I have always been like pretty open uh, on all of this stuff, like the version of me that's on the shows is pretty close to real me. I will exaggerate things for humor, mm-hmm. but I will not hold things back, uh, for privacy or for lack of pathos very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not like a, a, a person who keeps my hearts like particularly close to my vest in terms of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the line is something that i feel by instinct more than is definitive so like every once in a while something will feel a little personal Mm -hmm. and i'll be like "Ah, you know that doesn't feel right like i just i don't i don't Uh, want that let's say
1: you know medical conditions that don't necessarily like impact the way that we relate to the media that we're talking about yeah yeah. i'll talk about my depression or anxiety because that relates
0: to ibs all the time dude
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's related to my the the, the i what's the i and ibs yeah. stand for bud
0: uh-huh. uh, irascible yeah. um, irresponsible
1: precocious precocious bowel <laughs> yeah. syndrome
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i got i've got koi balls uh i spent yeah. a night in a weird pond
1: uh-huh. um yeah uh, uh, but like you know if there are other physical maladies or things going on i'm not necessarily going to uh go, going to bring it to bear uh, you know, yeah. like, unless it's, you know, it, unless it would be super funny, unless it'd be on the level of the, of, of your, uh, your vasectomy story, Gary.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which was very personal, but I saved that for a live event. You did. Uh, yeah, that was the line. <laughs> I was like, I can tell this, but this has to be, this is the money shot. Um, the, uh, yeah, like things, things like that, you know, every once in a while I'll be like, not, Super into it and will feel a little queasy. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually, it's along the line. Like we talk about depression and mental health stuff because we can't not. Uh, Yeah, it's it's the
1: lens that we see the world through. You know. Yeah.
0: You know, and when we we're doing shows where we can't just stay on topic, Mm -hmm. you know, so like WAF, it'd be very easy to do. And not bring any of that stuff in if we wanted to, mm-hmm. because we have a subject other shows that we do that are more digressionary in nature. And by expectation, uh, that stuff is going to leak through. Yeah. You know, it, it would be, it would be more work and make a worse product and feel more awkward mm-hmm. if we made a conscious effort to keep it out. Yes um it would create and you know i'm just you know emphasize this like it's not just a decision we're making for ourselves it would make the show worse
1: that's that, that that's the thing right like is this entertaining does this shed more light on anything except something banal right
0: well and not only that not only is it entertaining but also what would our personas or energy be while simultaneously do you know trying to keep a good face yes uh, you know when we're doing abject suffering during a very miserable summer which we've done several times nope um they can't all be summers have come nope the uh we, we uh, uh we will be very uh depressed and stuff and we think that that content is interesting on its own but even if you don't think that's interesting on its own i assure you at least for me i can't you know, necessarily speak for you mm-hmm. i would be a miserable uh, podcaster and create miserable content. If I was simultaneously trying to partition
1: yeah. that part of
0: myself off while speaking extemporaneously,
1: yeah. No, I can't. I can't pretend. I can't act. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> like... it's not.
0: It's not fun, and it's not. Uh, it's difficult, and it mm-hmm. makes worse content. Like it. There's no like advantage to it. Like I. On some level, sometimes I respect like creators who I know are doing a persona mm-hmm. and on other levels i'm like how do you even like you must just like fall into bed yeah like dr disrespect must just like fall into bed
1: when i mean you know have, you know after after all of his various crimes yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah i'm not i'm not trying to have sympathy for the the disrespect or whatever <laughs> but i'm just saying like that's just the first example of somebody yeah, who definitely yeah. does a persona that i can think of mm-hmm. how fucking exhausting it, it, you it know, would be a it, lot yeah, yeah. No. we wouldn't be able to do the amount of output.
1: No, uh, it would have to be much more curated, much more uh yeah, a lot a lot more kind of just uh primped and put together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um and something we're doing is working, right? Like yeah. every once in a while we will will attract meanness uh in the forms of reviews or Patreon mm-hmm. exit surveys or drive-by comments or something. Yeah. And you know, these these have different levels of efficacy Mm -hmm. you know like here's actionable feedback Sure, you know here here is a a technical thing that you have like spinach in your teeth that's great cool you you. know here's a thing that's just not to my taste Mm -hmm. okay
1: and then here's me describing a stranger with your name that you are responsible for
0: like wait a minute what oh no yeah here's just you this is just me just sending a bunch of uh, insults at you Uh and giving you pro tips on how you could you could do better (laughs) If you if you weren't like things, you know, ineffables, like insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, which is which is shitty because it's not actionable and it's just there to, to hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you know, we, keeping in mind the thing we said at the beginning of this where it's like we're making, you know, we're not even making like middle management money. Mm-hmm. We're making like lead supervisor money. <laughs> uh, we're doing OK. Yeah. There, there aren't, you know, there aren't that many people who make a living at podcasting and, you know we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I, I get frustrated by people who kind of cross that line and invade with the idea that they're like helping out. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause it's like, uh, it's not helping. And also <laughs> you're trying to provide a kind of help that we don't need.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that is also insulting mm-hmm. at the same time.
1: Right. Yeah. You it's a, uh, and it's the, uh, like you, you're you asking you would be asking us to change something that might actually drive more people away you know that's like, the thing
0: too yeah, yeah like, it's like what, how are we supposed to balance the people you know who are like oh you guys should keep your politics out of this with the many people who are like hey i really appreciate the fact that you guys are open about this mm-hmm. like doing that that kind of you know, equation is not as obvious as the person who's
1: no, no, to complain. Just, thanks. Yeah. Just, just, just because that's why you're walking out. doesn't mean you're not passing other people walking in on the other. And it's impossible to know because for as, you know, this, this is broadcast. And when somebody writes, writes into us, it's narrow cast. They don't see what we see. Yes. Say
0: yeah yeah you know it, it's just like you imagine somebody like leaving a restaurant because they didn't <laughs> get their food in time and just be or like because there's a poster on the wall they don't like mm-hmm. and just holding up their fist and going who's with me and just assume, <laughs> and and not turning back and just assuming everybody walked out and like <laughs> boy that restaurant should really take down that poster and then like a bunch of people are just eating and being like man that's a good poster
1: yeah yeah you know <laughs> he's point. going to
0: college but it's just generic college <laughs> 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 like, what the hell Look, kind of the restaurant has that like, up. He's the Scarface. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> do you think that's they call him that because the scar? Maybe interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like it, it sounds like we're just talking about feedback again and stuff. But you know, back back to the like the like the basic part of this. What do we put? What what we put out and what, what we put of ourselves into the in, into the shows is part of that line. Right. Um, yes. You know, drawing it there. I, I don't know. For some reason, the way that I phrased that gave me douche chills about myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, they're related. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the, the way that we, the avenues from which we get feedback are related to how we choose yeah. to, to present. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things where I just want to, like, I wish that it was assumed mm-hmm. with these kind of things that these are, that it's just a choice. And same thing with, like, questions and stuff or lines that we draw where you don't want to ask. Like, you know, and nobody's been like, hey, you didn't answer my question about your your dick size. Like, I wrote a very thoughtful question about comparing you guys two dicks. And you guys decided not to answer on a dispatch. No one's complained about that. Uh But if they were to, like, you know, just just please, you know, I, I wish that people in general, not just with us, but in the world uh-huh. would assume that decisions are being made for a reason. Yeah. And that the, the world is not like, it sometimes seems like a nightmare or arbitrariness, but human minds, other people's human minds are often not just arbitrary you know, right. centers of chaos. Like they have their reasons for, for doing something. It was probably a decision.
1: Yeah. Even if it's not an excuse, they've got a, they've got an explanation.
0: Yes, so like the 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 version of us that we put out and the the way that what we choose to share and what not to share is definitely a decision, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, uh, and it may be a decision born of the fact that the alternative would be exhausting, mm-hmm. but it's still a decision,
1: yes, yeah. And you know the think about like the times where we've took where you, you know I think the stick to games question uh, or let's let's say here demand was a little bit closer to the surface like in the past mm-hmm. what we have said about that sorry my kitten is climbing up the back of my chair um in okay. the past what we said about about that is it's hard it, it we feel like it would make a worse show if we came in not as our full selves you know and yes. obviously it can't be our full selves if we have if we have personas that we're putting on and if we are holding certain things back but you know that's pretty close to like value stuff and every, you know, like it or not, you listeners and us as well have values that influence the way we react to works. And what we're doing here is reacting to works. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, It gets to uh, like there are dividends to it as well. Right. Yeah. So like somebody who gets depressed because. Or not depressed. Like, they get frustrated <laughs> because we bring up. <laughs> if, if this made you depressed, I, I truly am sorry because it's yeah. a big serious thing and I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> but if, if somebody is is bummed out uh, or doesn't connect with our work because we talk about politics or because we talk about uh, depression, any of these things that are on the continuum of being our complete selves, mm-hmm. uh, rest assured that there are things that you probably like about the show that are part and parcel with that. Yeah. Uh, there are insights and reflections on the work that is part of our, uh, you know, kind of critical body again, douche chills, but mm-hmm. our critical body that are, ir- you know, non-divorcible. Yeah. From that. Like I would be as good a, uh, you know, critic as I am. If I did not have the values that I have, Yeah. like, or not as good, the specific kind. Right right that i am you know is a better way to put that less news mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah i mean it's like just a, a, different people with different values create different things Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it just it, it's just the way that it is it's our relationship it's our relationship with the stuff that we do you know yes
0: yeah this is kind of rambling but i think that's interesting kind of stuff at least for me it's a little deep yeah. but easy but
1: yeah, no no that's you know. the this is the start of our third year of doing these dispatch episodes um no. I think talking about talking about what goes into making the shows, you know, that's that's a thing that people it's valid. Yeah.
0: You, you, know, you come over thirty six different topics about the <laughs> building. in
1: a way you do. Like they yeah. suggest most of them.
0: Yeah, no, I I just yeah. Uh but no, I the little little starting the the year off naval geese a little bit. Um we've, we've been trapped in our fucking
1: houses for a year, Gary. What about yeah, what, what the else fuck are we else gaze am gaze I at? supposed to gaze at? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> i got a system of mirrors so i can see it when i go to the shower um the uh also real quick just this is unrelated but just Uh transitioning us into uh, responses and stuff Mm -hmm. um at the end of the vice city episode we were like hey we should just do more stuff for the show that we're gonna that we want to do uh we are rolling that into the schedule yes so the the thing we we the planning we did (laughs) live on air is uh coming true
1: yeah we, we we had a conversation about it about what to do and then we're following through on it so
0: yeah Mm-hmm. uh yep uh so yeah so uh, really really excited about that um it's gonna start in april ish yeah uh where there's, there's a patreon pick that also happens to coincide with a vanity pick
1: mm-hmm. a vanity uh, that pick that, that may have been discussed on this very episode Ooh. <laughs> is it
0: smash brothers um the uh so look forward to that mm-hmm. um and uh yeah let's uh let's get into we do the uh, responses and then do the announcements yeah uh yeah yeah okay let's get into the uh, responses yes
1: uh a few notes about responses here so uh because we would be reading the re- we would be returning <laughs> <Dottie>. <laughs> so dotty i'm leaving that in uh or you're leaving that in this is your edit uh <laughs> because oh, i'm leaving it in uh we, we would be talking about uh return of the Oberdin and re- any mm-hmm. discussion of return of the Oberdin is inherently a spoiler spoiler about that game uh i have opted gary uh to put those after the admin so people it is can... my edit,
0: so i'm going to put them at the front of the episode before oh, the music so, <laughs> okay, uh, alright <laughs> chaos mode engage 2021 biden anything goes
1: um, <laughs> eat some hair root for it
0: yeah <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> chaotic generation uh, no we'll, we'll we'll put them at the end of the episode so if yes. you don't want to hear if you do want to hear responses about Oberdin at mm-hmm. the end if you don't uh, set up the episode uh, then
1: yes uh, and yeah. you'll you'll know what happens. You'll 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 know where that is. Yeah. Uh, and also, just a note about some responses. Um, uh, this happened a couple of times this uh, this episode. Please separate your responses if you're going to be writing about multiple games. That isn't just to make our lives easier, but uh, uh, when this ha- when that happens, it makes it uh, less. It, it makes it likelier that I will fuck up and miss your response if you gang them together uh, yeah. like that
0: more likely to get them in and it's easier for us and both of those are yes you know, good reasons um, also reasons. just know you know that we don't put in every response mm-hmm. um and we sometimes edit responses down mm-hmm. uh just to, to make them a little bit more concise um the golden rule for responses is uh, short novel mm-hmm. you know uh so things that are less general review of the game and more specific observations um our personal things are always uh, a little bit more interesting yep. to us uh, don't be too disappointed if, mm-hmm. uh you're you're and don't be discouraged from submitting responses in yeah. the future mm-hmm. if uh, you don't get in
1: Uh, So I'll get us started here with responses about Enter the Gungeon. We have Ben here writes on Via Contact saying, I think the advantage Enter the Gungeon has over other roguelikes that I've played is the various ways to mitigate damage. Learning the optimum situations in which to strafe, dodge roll, or use a blank feels like an important step to mastering the game. Giving players this expanded defensive vocabulary uh, made the game feel less punishing to me than Isaac or Spelunky, both games that I enjoyed but was happy to put down after I got my first Isaac and King Yama kill Um, aside from all that, uh, enter the gungeon's theming is just so joyful and the game is filled with such fine attention to detail. It's impossible not to admire. I'm excited to see what dodge roll will make next.
0: No, I, I also really like that defensive vocabulary. It Mm -hmm. like takes the game and elevates it to a different like a, a less level of casualness, mm-hmm. you know, like it allows for more mastery than there is an Isaac, which like, I love Isaac, Yeah. but most of the decision-making, you know, there are lots of just bullshit damage rooms. Um, you know, you don't have that much play space and you don't have that many ways to mitigate damage. A no hit Isaac run is incredibly difficult. You know, there's achievements and things yeah. you unlock for getting no hits on certain sets of floors. And, yeah. uh, they're really tricky. Um, gungeon is not playing in that exact same space. It gets compared a lot, but it is much more something that has an element of like, um, you know, mastery, like higher yeah. skill ceiling, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, to it.
1: Yeah. Um, I found that as I focused on knowing when to strafe, dodge and use blanks, like those particular situations, that was when I started getting better and lasting longer in rounds, uh, regardless, uh, or with little regard to what actually I got in drops. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. yep. Um, so yeah, well observed. It is a, a different different type of game mm-hmm. than those games. Uh, John says, via contact. Well, last week I started Streets of Rogue, which is Gungeon plus Deus Ex, so I've decreased my opinion of Gungeon a bit. That is bad timing. Uh, I'm all for the puns, but it did get a bit much at the end. I can understand why the developers wanted to stop making the game after all this time. Dodging felt good, and generally you felt the bullet hole was manageable eventually. Some of the guns really suck, and that just makes you want to end the runs right there. In fact, uh, finish a level for me... Uh was a way was way too dependent on whether I would finish level was way too dependent on which gun I got. Also, starting back with the crappy guns didn't make it feel good to restart. This caused a lot of friction for me. Uh wow, that's just a bunch of complaints about a game I like. Honest, I do like it. <laughs> um this is something that's we- like I remember experiencing this, but now that I've unlocked all the stuff, I usually play with the paradox, mm. who starts with a random gun. So it's much more likely you're not going to just Yeah, you know, yeah start with just crud like lowercase (laughs) r and the you know the slapdash pistol or whatever Mm -hmm. um so that's something that i can understand but it hasn't i haven't experienced in a long time
1: yeah yeah you pull you pull the uh pull the slot machine probably not going to yank back the uh
0: that 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 bad pistol that the prisoner has
1: no or that the pilot Um, has oh they're both pretty shitty yeah, they're most
0: <laughs> shitty, man. Um, also, uh, Streets of Rogue is something I've been meaning to revisit uh, mm-hmm. now that it's on Switch. Um I played a little bit of that, but I did not play that much of it. Yeah. Um That's... it was very chaotic when I played it. No, mm.
1: yeah, that that, that so, pitch sounds uh right up your alley.
0: It's it's oh it's overhead. It, it could it's also like like be a trap. overhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it is it is it is like a little <laughs> bit like it's under a box with a stick and a string. <laughs> um it's it's overhead and cutesy. Like there are DSX things in that it's um has some immersive elements and you can hack things hmm. and stuff, but you it doesn't uh have the same kind of like world design. Like the, yeah. the places are very simplified. It's not a procedurally generated uh event crawler. Yes. It's more of like an overhead roguelike with more immersive sim content.
1: Yeah. Huh. So Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jordan writes via contact to say when I first played enter the gungeon on launch, I bounced off of it due to the difficulty after listening to the episode, the balance changes and added content piqued my interest. Uh, and upon revisit, I love it. Among similar reports of the vast improvement of fully released games like No Man's Sky and Fallout 76, it's clear that one of the greatest benefits of gaming in our modern age is feedback and opinion being taken and implemented, or that the developers can improve on aspects that may have been originally out of their hands on a game's release. It also highlights a game's integrity if it chooses to retain its vision regardless of public opinion, as long as the creators aren't being dicks about it.
0: Absolutely. That's important.
1: (laughs) Don't be a dick about it,
0: guys. Well, don't, don't be a dick about it and also like this is one of the greatest things about games yeah you know it fucking owns that darkest dungeon is a better and more flexible game than when it came out mm-hmm. you know and that uh gungeon Garkus gungeon <laughs> is also yeah. like so much better like we we did this for comrade like yeah. we did this when the only first floor boss was vulcan raven yeah um you know and uh, we talked about it and we liked it but we both fell off at me and Nick both fell off at, um, and it took them redoing the balance and just making it a little bit more forgiving, uh, to, to make it work, Mm -hmm. you know, so it makes a big difference. I love that games can do that.
1: Yeah. It's important, important and good.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Matthew says via contact, God damn it. Cool. God damn it. I'm feeling like Salieri over here. I've been playing this game for two years and he does it in one week, one week. (laughs) Uh, okay. Let me take that again. Hey guys, so Enter the Gungeon is my favorite game ever uh, that was absolutely not made for me. I love it, and after two years of playing it, I still haven't beaten the Dragon. I don't know why. I beat Cuphead just fine, but this game absolutely murders me. I'm mainly an Isaac player, and ultimately that game is likely to remain my favorite of the genre because it molds itself to your abilities. Bad dodge reflexes? No problem. You can learn to play the meta in a way that completely overwhelms that problem. It's the one flaw of Gungeon uh, that there's no way to overcome slow reflexes. The meta game doesn't give you many alternatives, and frankly, the meta progression is slow. But it's a true testament to the sense of humor and pure inventiveness of the game i don't really mind that or at least i didn't cole uh, my takeaway excuse me is that this game is a delight whether you can beat it or not if i get to the end of the second floor i'm happy and anytime i get tired of isaac's trench coat teen humor uh which is often this game is such an amazing palette cleanser of gun themed dad jokes i love it and i'm so happy you guys covered it thumbs up to guppy and much love to yourselves <laughs>
1: The trench coat, trench coat teen humor is the best way to describe Guppy's humor. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's very that. Like that that is not not
1: Guppy. I mean, I mean, Isaac, sorry.
0: Well, me and me and Will do have some plans. Um, <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> sorry, dark. <laughs> but yeah, I, that is a really good way to describe Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, you know, if I'd come to Isaac at a time when I was like more turned off by that, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have gotten in deep with it.
1: Yeah, the matters. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like knowing that I contributed to like somebody's complete unraveling.
0: Sure. <laughs> it's a good feeling. Yeah. Uh, Any day you've unraveled is a good day.
1: <laughs> I mean, so Matthew, don't feel bad. It wasn't just a week that I did this. I played this game for like a month. And also like yeah. towards the end there, I was playing it like it was my job because it, it was. So, yeah. you know.
0: A lot of times we don't, we cover a game a week roughly uh, with a week off for the dispatch, but we spend more time in that because they overlap. Yes. Um, and some games don't take a week. Mm-hmm. To be like i'm not going to spend a week on the last of us no it's a 12-hour game or whatever 15 hour mm-hmm. game um but i you know i'm spending i spent way more than that on monster drain because i love it and i unlocked all the cards yeah because uh i'm a deck building pizza freak <laughs> and i love <laughs> <laughs> the sweet slice so <laughs> cool
1: yeah no. Uh, no, no no questions perfect <laughs> Oh, geez. Uh, So Eric writes in uh, via contact saying, Enter the Gungeon is a game that I want to like more than I actually do. All the non-Isaac roguelikes I have ever tried have had at least one really annoying thing about them that makes me put the game down because I get sick of having to deal with it over and over on every run. And Enter the Gungeon is no exception. Gungeon's Annoying Thing, capital A, capital T, uh, is withholding extra heart containers unless you can beat bosses without getting hit. This makes no sense to me. If you can beat the hardest enemies without getting hit, you don't need extra health. If you can't, you do. If I designed this game, I would reward the player with an extra heart every time they beat a boss um, and made the reward for a flawless victory, a super rare drop, or a step toward unlocking a secret character or something like that. That simple tweak would make Gungeon one of my favorite games of this generation. As of now, I'm not sure if I'll still be playing it by the time the episode comes out.
0: Uh, I would also like to have that change. Yes. Even though I love the game and got through it, I think that... You know, maybe not necessarily that one specifically, but I mm-hmm. also, you know, that that design decision became less of a big deal to me. It yeah. didn't become something I'm like, yes, this is great.
1: Is that is that a, a thing? Is that an expectation in, in other games like this? Like, did Isaac set that precedent where if you beat a floor, you get an extra art container?
0: You get in Isaac, you beat a, but you get a boss item, mm-hmm. which tends to favor health ups, but can be a lot of different things, um, and okay. that pool is really diluted. Okay. Now, um, Gungeon is unique in that you get two items. Gotcha. But you, you. So if you think about it, um, if there were more just health up items mm-hmm. in the Gungeon pool, it would be closer to Isaac. Um, gotcha. Where like you know if you didn't if you got hit you get an item it might be a damage up it might be a health up mm-hmm. um, the health up guarantee uh, is is specific to Gungeon. Yes. So, um, it is a weird thing where you know the poor gets poorness of it. You know, the thing that changed for me, you know, when you say, like, if you can beat the hardest enemies without getting hit, you don't need the health. Mm-hmm. You need it for later. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, you're you're building it for later. So, yeah. like, the idea is, uh, the arc is you get to the point where the first couple bosses you can reliably uh, take on without getting hit. And that gives you enough health to get enough power under your belt to take out, you know, floors four, five, and six. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's not that you, you, it's not talking about needing it for the second floor. It's just a way longer ramp up than I think people are usually used to. Yeah. With this kind of thing. Uh, but I think that is the idea mm-hmm. behind it. Um, if I'm playing it now and I get hit on the first boss, I don't really sweat it. Yeah. Like I can, you know, cause I'm like, Oh, I can probably do this. as long as the second boss isn't the fucking snake. I can probably flawless that. And then I have a four heart run and I can give that a shot. Mm-hmm. That's not unreasonable to go through the game with four or five hearts. No. <laughs> yeah um yeah uh moving on to grand theft auto responses uh gordon says via contact uh Whatever else gets said about this game, I have to get credit for introducing me to a whole universe of music I didn't know existed. I grew up in Britain in the 90s and thought at the time that I just didn't like music, since most of what was popular was just terrible. Suddenly, this game comes along with a whole world of songs that actually sounded good. I've journeyed so far from that, uh, but I'll never uh, forget doing sick jumps in a sports car to Video Killed the Radio Star. Yeah. Uh, That's a great song. Mm Hmm.
1: Agreed. (laughs) What's that? Trevor Horn. Oh, okay.
0: Is the the Buggles guy, and he's a producer. Ah. he did a bunch of like eighty stuff as well.
1: I thought I thought you said Hornt, and I was like
0: Trevor Hornt. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> good,
0: good alt Twitter account for Trevor Hornt.
1: <laughs> keep, keep keep it off main Trev. Yeah,
0: like, I just I'm just looking to fuck one of the guys in the Buggles. I'm Trevor Hornt. Um.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I mean, listen earlier in the episode for us talking about just being being big on 80s music after uh
0: playing that game for the show yeah, sugar about the music
1: yeah um guy writes via contact saying i grew up in a small former mining village with fuck all to do i got vice city when it came out and made myself play it until i have 100 percent completion reading passing sa goon on the way uh oh we didn't talk about that one of the ranks yeah. is a reference to something awful which is weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. We forgot to, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: on top of that, I'd set myself the additional challenge that whenever I died or was arrested, I would reload my last save. Uh, this massive waste of time <laughs> means that I have a memory card <laughs> knocking around with 100% completion, zero deaths, and zero arrests. Was it worth doing? Absolutely not. Do I miss having that ridiculous amount of free time and cool teen concentration span? I absolutely do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, those kind of like self-made challenges like that that are totally arbitrary mm-hmm. are are so wild. Like I remember borrowing uh, Final Fantasy II on SNES mm-hmm. from somebody in school who had all uh, had one free save file for me to play, mm-hmm. and then all the other save files were characters at ninety. Every character was ninety-nine level. Yeah, 99. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> man, you know, just got to put in the work. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I've got ninety-nine of every item. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Eight-hour days for several summers. And that's how this happens.
1: Yeah, oh uh, yeah. That's uh, I. If you feel called to do it, good on you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember back. You know, it, this has been a long time since then, but I remember like really, really uh, having a weird sense of protectiveness and pride at my PS One memory card that had both mm-hmm. the weapons beat in Final Fantasy seven,
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't. It wasn't this. It wasn't that kind of thing. Like it wasn't quite a hundred percent or whatever, but I was just like, yeah, this is a document. This is cool. Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Oh yeah. No, d- d- definitely. Just, uh, that's something that cloud saves have g- gotten rid of, I think pretty much. and like, Sephiroth the- saves. Fuck <laughs> you. Oh, <dear. laughs> that was, that was cheap, man.
0: Albolgia. <laughs> 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 um,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, oh. uh, just the, the titanic quality of the memory card. Must be protected at all costs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jonathan says, via contact, "Uh, I realize I never beat any of the PS2 GTA games without extensive use of cheats. I distinctly remember watching my friend start multiple missions where the objective was to kill someone in a getaway car. He'd sit for a brief moment, contemplating his options and then rapidly input the 12 button sequence for explode all cars. Uh, The Comedic timing of the initial hesitation to the immediate victory always left us in fits of laughter. Of the PS2 GTA games, Vice City is grouped in with Metal Gear Solid 2 and Morrowind for me as these mechanically rich playground video games. They highlight uh, the early 2000s as a time when I felt like you could do anything in a video game world, and my imagination ran wild about the future of games. While we haven't quite reached my lofty imagination, I very much look fondly upon that excitement. Thanks for bringing me back to those times. Just like old times. Yeah. 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 I, I, lo- I love cheats and I love that idea. hmm uh, that is very funny <laughs> let
1: me let me pause to consider up down the fret up down the fret boom
0: yeah, yeah just, yep. later <laughs> tales
1: <laughs> oh gosh yeah and that with and that, that like l- listing off those three specifically uh metal gear solid 2 by city of morrowind that was a good run mm-hmm. like that like that was definitely uh like an awkward awkward teen period for games but like there were games that made you that made you mm-hmm. uh optimistic about the promise of things yeah
0: yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Yeah.
1: So. Um, and finally here about Grand Theft Auto Vice City, we had th- we have Doug uh, who wrote a- writes NBA Contact saying I dabbled a bit with Vice City, but the GTA entries that I spent most- the most time with were San Andreas and 5. I'm sure that is largely because, as a lifelong Southern Californian, the fun of careening through a facsimile of a familiar place uh, papered over those games falls. I think it speaks to how critical it is for me to feel wrapped up in an open world to enjoy a game set in one. More often than not, I tend to feel overwhelmed in an open world without that sense of place especially as technology has f- has fueled and ever expa- has fueled ever expanding acreage for me without that living meaningful world the wonder of exploration can give way to exhaustion i end up feeling that i'm just lost in an endless parking lot of irrelevant set dressing i have to schlep past uh to get where the game actually is um, I'm curious if there are any open world games that you feel have, uh, have succeeded and if so, what made the difference?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I can think of ones where it, it doesn't succeed. It doesn't feel as you know good and meaningful mm-hmm. like we talk about like Witcher three doesn't really benefit that much yeah. from, from its open world. Uh, but I, I tend to be pretty soft on this as an idea because it's, it's something that when I'm in the mood for it, I'm just in the mood for it. Yeah um you know like i i will play a, a bethesda game and i'm like yeah i just i just want this like mm-hmm. there are parts sometimes you know there's a point in the game where i do start feeling like i just have to make my way to the next marker yeah and you can almost measure how successful the open worldness is based on how long it takes mm-hmm.
1: like how long does it take before you stop being tempted by the little, little icons along the way
0: yeah, yeah, or just like like visions of things, mm-hmm. like you know here you know Fallout Four. Here's you know Walden Pond. Do I want to go inside the hut mm-hmm. and check it out? Like, do I want to check out this museum? Yeah, um, and like the answer is yes. And then near the end of the game, it's like I do not care about this piece of Boston, <laughs> you know, uh, cityscape. Yeah. I just want to get to the next little marker. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say that I, I feel that really quickly. In uh, like I tried to play Far Cry Three. Yeah, um, when I played Far Cry Dr- Blood Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get that really quickly. Um, I got that much slower in Bethesda and in Fallout games.
1: Yeah, generally. Um, I have recently, so I've just basically been on an Assassin's Creed replay tear. Finished mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed One. Finished Assassin's Creed Two a couple days ago. Partway through Brotherhood right now. That is something that I like about those games, and uh, you know, at least the uh, the Ezio ones, the ones that are set in uh, Italy, and then uh, later in Turkey. Um, I mm-hmm. think that. Those benefit from being an open world because they are set in these historical places. And that's just really cool to like climb El Duomo or to climb, you know, the the the, the Parthenon, you know, like mm-hmm. just or like, fuck, man, uh, you know, Constantinople is a real cool city. And just like moving across it and getting all those cool views and getting up and down stuff that just has an inherent interest to me, Uh mm-hmm. you know, like architecturally and stuff. Um, and like that is less about like the things that they give you to do. So I think that that is, you know, one for the column of like a sense of place being really, really important, uh, yeah. for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, that's going to be it for responses for now. Keep in mind again, Oberdin is coming after this mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. Um, a little reminder. So if you have things to say about February's games, uh, you can hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact. And those games are monster train, the Last of Us, and then our premium episode for that month, The Outer Wilds. Yes, or just uh, Outer Wilds,
1: right? Uh, that is not The Outer Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. It is Outer Wilds. Uh, those are the, yes. those two games are very much uh, mixed up with each other. Uh, a special note for people who listen to this show, who might also be uh, uh, looking interested to hear us talk about this game. Uh, we will be talking about Eco. Uh, the, uh, I forget the name of that team. Now the team eco game <laughs> fuck yes. uh, that, uh, we're going to be talking about eco on bonfire side chat. Uh, somebody yes. actually, um, sponsored an episode about that and we decided to put it on bonfire side chat because that was a major influence for, um, creator of dark souls.
0: Mm-hmm. miyazaki
1: miyazaki yes no. um and so if you are interested in hearing us talk about that uh that'll be happening on uh bonfireside chat here sometime in february
0: yeah and and just you know this is not a, a money grab but bonfireside chat is for patrons yes. uh five dollars a month gives you those premium episodes so you'll mm-hmm. get uh, outer wilds you got gta vice city and then you also get Ico. um even if you don't like dark souls take a look through that bonfireside chat feed mm-hmm. um we covered a lot of non-dark souls games yes and a lot of them are on the free feed actually so the new mm-hmm. ones are through patrons pa- uh, patreon but the old ones you know that's where we talked about like shovel light and stuff yeah so there are a lot of really cool games that ended up on uh bonfireside chat mm-hmm. during that weird period before dark souls 3 came out yes <laughs> um let's announce March's games
1: yeah uh so March's oh. games uh it's a weird lot but i'm excited about them.
0: a weird, weird lot yeah, yeah. Uh, weird um all kinds of levels we have like a a B game, an indie game, and a big AAA game. <laughs> yeah, um, These are all patron demands. Like, as we mentioned, April is when the uh, the vanity picks start, and it's not all patron demands. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting out with Trauma Center, Second Opinion.
1: Yeah. This is not the DS one. This is the one that is on the Wii.
0: Yeah. I've never played any of these games. I just remember them getting cool reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, good reviews. And I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I really love about this show is stretching... You know, our, our muscles like covering, you know, like we're going to do Monster Train, which will be a weird episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a deck builder. That's like covering Magic the Gathering, basically. <laughs> um, Trauma Center will also be weird. Like, I don't think that game is heavily narrative in a way that we traditionally.
1: It, it is think uh, like the story, you know, like the levels are the surgeries and stuff. But there is like a plot that is told through dialogue and stuff in between. Mm. Yeah.
0: Like Osmosis Jones? Are we gonna do we get to go inside no, the
1: body? No, no. There's like terrorists like spreading viruses and stuff Ugh. that create tumors. Yeah, oh, <laughs> okay. no, it's I just
0: not. i for some Jones. Yeah, Jones I for Jones, for Jones and Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jones and for Osmosis. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Trauma Center, Second Opinion. Uh, the second game in March is going to be The Magic Circle, an indie game, kind of about indie game development or about game development. Uh, where you uh, solve puzzles by, like, monkeying around with the behaviors of enemies and other stuff in the world. Also features the voice performance of James Urbaniak of the uh, of Venture Brothers.
0: Basically being Doc Venture. Yes. Um, this is something there's also an old uh, Check It Out Comrade episode on this, but I'm really excited to revisit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, Shadow of Mordor.
1: Yeah. Uh, the uh, Lord I, of
0: the Rings open world uh, base assault game. Yep,
1: I'm excited about this. Uh, I didn't play this when it came out. I want to get up in that Nemesis system. I want to uh, get powers. I want to kill some orcs.
0: Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's fun. That yep. game, that game is really fun. Uh, fun archery, uh, you know, simulator. Mm-hmm. Um, fun, uh, just finding little bases and outposts and taking them out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, really good stuff.
1: I'm into it. Looking uh, forward to it. Yeah. If you have thoughts about those, Trauma Center Second Opinion, The Magic Circle or Shadow of Mordor, uh, the deadline for responses, as always, is the 15th of the month. So March 15th at duckfeed.tv slash contact.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to our return of the Oberdin uh responses mm-hmm. here. So last chance to duck out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash duckfeed.tv. And you know what um, do. Yeah. You know what do. <laughs> uh, Joe says via contact. Uh, what a fun puzzle box of a game that also almost made my eyes bleed. <laughs> Maybe tone down the retro a bit next time. I was really happy that at least two-thirds of the fates I could do uh, by myself, the rest were just educated guesses. The major scenes of the execution, the Kraken, Mermaid, and Spider Crab Riders were incredible. Being able to walk around these felt like I was in a time freeze spell. The trick of using the introduction uh, to find out where the escapees uh where they where the escapees were stumped me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Great game, and I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. I do not tone down the retro. Actually,
1: it, it feels like the level of detail, like the like the the, the pixel chunkiness, uh, mm-hmm. is pretty important to like, I don't know, setting the granularity for what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it would bug me more than it did, but like the ability, like I even turned off the smoothing filter and stuff.
0: Well, and also and this is you know my own pet issue and stuff but like mm-hmm. there there's if adding color to any of these characters would add an entire different uh, metric yes in which you could you could guess who them mm-hmm. and I would not be able to participate in that metric True. so the fact that everything is just lines and uh, monochromatic makes this more inclusive wait a minute you
1: know? <laughs> The literal way you see the world uh, is important to your interpretation of
0: I know. Of video and I'm, I'm not alone. There's yeah. a bunch of dudes. Yeah,
1: they're, 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 okay. there are tens of us.
0: <laughs> plenty me your cones and rods.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're good up on rods. It's them cones you like, Yeah, bud. give me
0: them cones, yeah. <laughs> I got plenty of rods. You need, need to enter the cone zone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a, hi, I'm Colorblind Biker. <laughs> it's my new character <laughs> working out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh geez. <laughs> uh Jimmy writes uh, via contact, hey guys. Uh sorry, hey guys. Uh first time, long time. My wife and I just played through Return of the Oberdin together. Uh it was great to be able to visualize the interior of an old merchant ship in a realistic 3D space. My wife voraciously reads books about 19th century ships and explorers and colonizers, uh, which came quite in handy when trying to identify the 60-person crew. Um, I generally have a hard time visualizing the story she recounts about seafarers, so I'm grateful to this utterly, utterly unique game for helping me imagine these stories. Uh, thanks to you two for getting me to try it. That's really cool. I thank our patron for getting us to do it on the show.
0: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, for allowing us to do this job. Yeah, um, yeah that's really cool to me mm-hmm that's awesome.
1: yeah uh I, I, it's cool that you're married to a dad
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. yeah yeah yep. Uh, chips
1: and, and this is uh this is also not the first time i have heard uh stories or people tell me that they played Oberdin as a cooperative experience
0: yeah that's really interesting yeah um yeah i would be interested to play one of those games like that at some point mm-hmm um, Sam says via contact. Just had a great time playing through the return of the Oberdin over two long sessions, uh, based on the praise in your episode description. I feel proud of myself for not having to check a solution guide until right at the end because I missed a guy getting murdered during a monster attack. Also, if you think having to wait through a song to move, uh to move on is annoying during the game, imagine being me and playing through the game again to get the one missable Easter egg trophy. Uh, I imagine it's blaming everything on the captain.
1: Probably. Um, yeah.
0: You know, because uh, once the fates are set in stone, they're set in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that would be a pain to play through the whole game just to do that.
1: I like those songs, but not that much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a great soundtrack. I just, you know, it's not <laughs> unlimited.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Guy writes, uh, after four hours of playing Oberdin, I'd resolved three fates and felt like a real simpleton. I managed to fully convince myself that my brain didn't work the way, uh, didn't work that way, uh, and put it grumpily to one side. The first half hour of your episode got me excited for it all over again. Either that's a skill you folks have, or I have the mind of a dog being shown a shiny treat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought I'd give it a try. Uh, I recently started streaming to cope with the lockdown, so I shared it with my audience. It was amazing being able to talk through the game as I played it, as well as getting occasional hints from the chat, uh, made it make sense in ways that it previously never had. I blitzed through it over the course of a couple of evenings and was left absolutely, absolutely blown away by the skill and craftsmanship. Also fuck Nichols, that
0: jerk. Yeah. Yeah. That is that feeling of like having something unlocked for you, mm-hmm. uh, through approaching it a different way after previously feeling like an idiot Yeah, is a really good feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, I I experienced, like, a miniature version of that with Outer Wilds because, you know, I have a certain kind of brain. I don't think I'm dumb, but there are certain, you know, I have strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, for example, uh, Colorblind Biker, I can create great characters. Mm -hmm. However, sometimes, uh, you know, I'm not super great at, like, (laughs) deduction-based things. Um, And there's a weird thing where having people talk to you to kind of set an expectation Mm -hmm. for something um, of how you should approach it unlocks things for you so either through the episode or through uh streaming like you know i don't think that we can necessarily take credit for that i think it's more like having a rubric for what this is going to be like
1: yeah is a universal
0: help Mm -hmm. um i was playing the outer wilds not thinking of it like mist yeah and it's like mist Mm-hmm. And that was really fucking with me because I went to a really platforming heavy place. I died, had to redo it a bunch, and I was pissed. And then I went to the Slack and I was like, hey, what am I missing? Like, mm-hmm. this is completely overwhelming and annoying. And then people were just like, no, approach it this way. And now I'm having a lot more fun. Yes, um, That kind of expectation setting is hugely important, mm-hmm. I think.
1: Yeah. Just even, like, setting up, like, the like the guardrails for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, this this feels very much akin to, you know, the the, the discussion about, like, you know, Dark Souls being a game that needs to incubate in you, you know, for, yes. for for a little bit. Like you, you know, it is something that grows in you while you're away from it, and a big part of that is like hearing other people talk about it. I'm not just saying that to make us feel like. To make it feel like we are a necessary part of the Dark Souls ecosystem. But just to say that, like, reading on something awful that, like, oh, yeah, the graveyard is totally not the place you want to go just yet. Also, maybe roll a pyromancer for your first one, possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, immediately unlocked it. Got me over the, the initial hump by setting up just a couple of nice
0: little guardrails.
1: Uh, some expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: That's why I love that, uh, you know, before I play. Yeah. Website. Or that's a question I'll ask people. hmm who, who you know, well, and, who know and, that. and
1: we we offer that to each other all the time because we don't start stuff at the same time we play games in different orders and stuff it's like hey let mm-hmm. me know or like i'll ask like hey i'm having a little bit of trouble like it's nice having having a buddy who is playing the same games
0: as you yeah, yeah. continuously yeah. yep yeah. yeah it is uh very useful <laughs> yeah um andrew uh says Return of the Oberdim was sublime to me and the perfect thing to fully occupy my anxiety-riddled mind at the end of a year that I think many would regard as less than ideal. (laughs) Strong language, Andrew. Uh, While the concept of historical guess who on the HMS bad times might not seem like a sure thing, the execution makes it a masterpiece. It's easy to imagine it becoming a glorified hidden object game in the hands of a lesser developer, but the coherent world, narrative, and characters Pope created puts this game in a nautical league all of its own. Many games over the years, especially platformers, have trained me to differentiate between background elements and what's actually important. Part of playing Oberdin is learning that there is no distinction between aesthetics and gameplay elements. It's all part of the big whole, and it's one of the only games I can think of that manages such a feat. I'd wish for a sequel in a different time period or setting, but I suspect that it'd be a disappointment, as I get the sense Pope fully wrung the juice out of this fruit. Yes, it'd be a monkey's paw wish, indeed."
1: I just, I want him to go and work on something cool and new and different.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I want him to create something that I don't know that I want.
1: Yeah. Cause that's what this was. That's what papers please was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Really cool creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, other people making things inspired by this. Sure. Yeah. Like I would play it, but I, I am more interested in, you know, the newness of this than I am just a repeated experience. I'm okay. Letting this be singular.
1: Yes. And I, I you know, I'm sure that there is something about this setting being on the ship you know kind of limiting the number of people and also like the actual play space um like Mm -hmm. like i i am positive that there is something load-bearing about the setting that uh that makes Mm it um you know kind of a necessary part of what makes this magical
0: yeah like you could do this in other settings in other time periods as well Mm -hmm. um this is probably you know the the easiest way to do it at first at the very least yeah like, I would not, I can imagine that other ideas were, were kicked around, yeah. for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Michael writes in via contact, uh, contact, saying, I'm a content analyst by trade and archivist in my spare time. I have analyzed, categorized, and archived vast amounts of video game content over the years, and I must say that I have never seen anything quite like this masterpiece. Design perspective, brilliant soundtrack, the works. Uh, From start to finish, analyzing the game, I could not have been more proud of the creator for such a masterpiece. I thought your review was very well spoken. I only had one comment, and it certainly is just my own experience. I understand you were a little disappointed with the lead-up and the idea of the monkey's ball perhaps not paying off. However, for that same reason, I actually received more enjoyment. The reason was this. I spent so much time wondering what the gotcha was going to be uh, that when I found out it was a straightforward wrap-up, I actually grew more excited because games and movies always seem to be trying to throw in a cliche or five. Uh, while there were a few red herrings, I felt the investigation of the Ober was almost reminiscent of a straightforward retelling of a story where the end was simply a bargain struck, bargain upheld, uh, and then neatly wrapped up with the sinking of the din. Uh, I was less saddened and more thought provoked on what the game had done uh, and then walked away uh, feeling far more satisfied than if that gotcha had been included as I originally had thought. At the end of the day, the East India Company didn't care if it was mermaids, krakens, shells, or other things uh, that were supernatural. The was just was just another line item on an insurance policy. Your job uh, may have caused you to notice the supernatural, uh, but, it, but did it truly matter? It's not your place to know what deals were made and wishes fulfilled. Uh, you are just a cog to identify the liabilities of the East India Company. Um, knowing the history of the East India company, I wouldn't be surprised if this would have been uh, the true reality either way.
0: Yeah, I, I think that just to, to clarify, at least, you know, my personal complaints about monkey's paw chapter and that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need that to be a big, cool twist. Yeah. The thing that bothered me about it was that it had the semiotics of a big, cool twist and was built up and like a yeah. character in the game, like held it back from you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like literally like you you go to that chapter and it's like this chapter I'm keeping to myself.
1: Yeah, it's like, hey, this is a big cool mystery uh, and you have it, to work very hard to see it because this is going to blow things wide open. And what it blew wide open was that the captain was a decent guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it ends up being a, a, it's not just about it. Like I'm not bemoaning the absence of a big fun twist. I'm bemoaning the 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 suggestion of a big fun twist that doesn't get fulfilled. Yeah. You know, if they just left that out and that chapter just been a chapter in the game, mm-hmm. I don't think the game would be worse. Right. I think that would actually probably be better uh than having it. And I, you know, it's not that I want like, oh, like it turns out you were in the chest or anything like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So um a couple of people uh also on the Patreon were like, hey, the monkey's paw it totally makes sense because the wish was to get the Oberdin back, but it ended up coming back with everyone dead.
1: Yeah. It was and like, like a, you, you, you get it back, but you know, not guaranteeing the safety of the people who were alive when he made the wish. Yeah.
0: But the wish is made after almost everyone is dead. Yeah. Like that's so limp. Uh-huh. Like what a weird wish,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: you know? Uh, yeah. It, it still does not. And it's also, it's not a lot of story about a monkey's paw that grants wishes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know,
0: it's, it's, it's just kind of borrowing some of that irony in a way that like kind of bummed me out.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Swerve. Uh, yeah, Swerve. Sort of uh, Lochlin, Lochlin. I'm. I never know how to pronounce this. Lochlin. Uh, I apologize. Lochlin uh, says via contact. Return to the Oberden is basically the perfect detective puzzle game for me. I fell in love with the presentation and design of it as soon as I stepped onto the ship, and once I solved the first set of deaths, I was hooked. For me, a big part of what made this game so delightful was the gradual dawning realization that I had none of the information that none of the information I had was irrele- irrelevant. The game is filled with moments where something you've been staring at for hours suddenly snaps into focus and becomes the key to a cascade of solved identities and fates. Could this game have used some minor quality of life changes? For sure. I would have loved the ability to view flashbacks from the journal instead of running around the ship for them, Uh, but I don't think I would change anything about how the game tutorializes the different ways that you can solve puzzles. If the game had prompted me to look more closely at the sketches, or gave hints like, pay attention to where people sleep, it would have made the game easier to solve, but would have robbed a lot of that joy from the process for me. I can definitely understand how a game like this wouldn't be for everyone, but Return of the Oberdin was one of the most interesting and memorable game experiences I've had in years. Thanks to how it presented me with a seemingly insurmountable mystery and then trusted me to mostly figure it out on my own.
1: Yeah. Like the tutorial is like details are clear for a reason. Like Lachlan says yeah. that like there is no extraneous information, right? Like the thing that made me that made me unlock the bunk numbering was like I was watching a scene and I noticed, hey, those tags are really big. What's on those? Oh, it's very clearly numbers. Where have I seen numbers? Oh, these correlate to names. Fuck yeah. you know like like that that's the that that's the the the, the tutorialization and that is a good way to do it i like it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh well said yes good ass game Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and that's uh that's all the responses and that is our dispatch episode for january uh 21st or no january 2021 Mm -hmm. i'm real sleepy is what i'm realizing
0: yeah (laughs) it's
1: okay yeah
0: yeah uh big day tomorrow getting inaugurated
1: <laughs> true true president
0: cole um <laughs> we do uh, share
1: a birthday me, me and Joe yeah. biden
0: yeah oh wow no yeah. fascinating uh,
1: uh, no no it's not
0: it's not it's, it's a you get a 100 people 100 presidents in a room <laughs> yeah. it's likely two of them will share a birthday yes so, yeah um uh yeah. but yeah. thanks everybody for listening
1: thank you and if you listen if like if you fast forwarded to the end to listen to what uh uh games we're talking games about in, in march ha, ha go back and listen again we've hey, made it a puzzle for Riggies, Ooh, you oh you thought... know you do
0: this <laughs> because we know you do it Uh
1: uh-huh yeah so you thought you could uh you thought you could get around but the koi boys strike again
0: yeah we are the ultimate koi boys like we're hanging out in the koi pond Mm -hmm. uh swimming uh like the dreaded kandiru Mm -hmm. we have a pen Mm -hmm. shot for swimming up a man's urethra um trauma center second opinion
1: uh, the magic circle and shadow of mordor
0: okay (laughs) fine give away the game i'm gonna bleep out one of those (laughs) um good night everybody good night